0: Salutations. Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co hosts, my sister and my brother in law.
1: Hi, I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez.
0: Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from a house with a shady past discussing the 2012 supernatural horror film Sinister. This film was directed by Scott Derrickson off a script from Derrickson and co writer C. Robert Cargill. Inspired by a nightmare that followed a viewing of Gore Verbinski's remake of The Ring, Cargill teamed with Derrickson to flesh out the film's story and the supernatural antagonist, Bagul. Filled with tension, disturbing imagery, and a strong performance from lead actor Ethan Hawke, the film would go on to become a financial success, with Derrickson and Cargill pinning a sequel in 2015. This film was suggested to us by friend of the show and Wendigo Getter patron, Sophie Hodson. Sophie has been incredibly supportive of the show, and we want to thank her both for her support and the suggestion. Sophie is also a very talented, self-taught makeup artist and runs an amazing page over on Instagram. Give her a follow at Sophie Serves Face. So, Sinister, what were your first impressions on the film?
1: I'm trying to remember.
0: All right. <laughs> <First
1: time. laughs> I know I had seen it once before with John Paul. We didn't go to the movies.
2: Yeah, no, I don't remember. So we
1: had to have rented it or watched it at home on, on Netflix or something, but... I remember really liking it and then never watching it again. <laughs> <laughs> I had never watched it again until we watched it for this.
0: So was it like brand new again?
1: Pretty much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I was thinking
2: too, and I just couldn't remember when it was. And we did, we watched it, and I, same thing. I remember liking it a lot, but... <laughs> Let's put this away yeah. now. <laughs> I don't,
0: but I don't that, know. Yeah, but that, that was, was it. it. You know, if you guys were scared, you can just <laughs> admit it. <laughs>
1: we may have burned the DVD. <laughs> you
0: know, I, I remember seeing it in theaters with our parents.
1: I bet that was cool.
0: It was, because there are specific parts mm-hmm. where having an audience reaction right. is just unbelievable. And I remember feeling the energy of the theater. I think, you know, we just talked about Paranormal Activity last week. Mm -hmm. I think that that film, and a lot of films, honestly, are made better by a theater experience. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes when you watch a movie at home, it takes it away, as far as, I guess, your reaction to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This film, for me, surprisingly holds up at home like there you don't need the big screen
1: yeah no i agree not that i ever i didn't see it at the movies but (laughs) i I didn't miss not seeing it at the movies and then missing or watching it again this time i think i enjoyed it a little bit more even than i did the first time
0: i actually agree with that really Mm,
1: well i was (laughs) one of us is
0: real quiet yeah yeah. just making faces
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I won't say that that I hate the movie because I don't. Okay. I didn't I did enjoy it, but I, I don't know. It just it didn't grab me. Like there was just something was missing for me there, hmm. and there wasn't like I and I enjoyed what was happening in the movie. Uh huh. But I don't know what it was. It just didn't. I, I don't know how to explain it. That's just, well. Let's
1: see if we can unpack it. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I had thought going back to it I'd be like well I know this movie already so the big things are not going to hit me as hard mm-hmm. but they did yeah. and I think it's just all a matter of not only Derrickson's direction but Ethan Hawke's performance. No
1: Ethan Hawke is great. He's really really great in this. He carries the whole yeah. movie. He does. <laughs> I was like why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> um, for me and I think I actually mentioned this last week uh, with Paranormal Activity as well but tension Mm-hmm. And being able to, like, play with it in, in an effective way mm-hmm. is a big deal for me. And I feel like this film really, really does that. And you get this really great payoff moment that yes, we'll, we'll get talk to. About. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm like, see, that's what... I like that. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: I think that's what kind of gives me a little column A, column B situation uh-huh. mm-hmm. with this movie. Because they do one thing very well. Yeah. But then they also kind of rely on some horror cliches a little on, bit. On mm-hmm. some cheap stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, no, guys, no, stop. Yeah. Go yeah. Back. You're better but than I this yeah. That, yeah. It's, that <laughs> it's kind of what's going on. I, you know? uh,
1: I totally agree.
0: I'm like, go back to the Super 8s. <laughs> <Yes."> yeah. Because <laughs> I know I said Ethan Hawke's the lead, but those Super 8s are really the... Yeah. Oh, no, no that's, that's cool. That's yeah. the star yeah. of the show. It's... Where I'm able to call this film inventive. Mm -hmm. Because I've never seen shit like that in my life. that was real cool. No. And I hope to never see it again. Yes. (laughs) Now, before we snuff this film's family, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's start the projector. So the film opens with some tense, foreboding music as we see Super 8 film of a family standing next to a tree. Each member of the family has their hands tied behind their back, as well as a bag over their head and a noose around their neck. The noose is slung over a very tall branch above their heads and tied to a branch to the right of them. Am I painting a picture here? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But we watch as a gardening tool hovers, sawing away at the branch until it splits and cracks away from the tree. This causes the family members to ascend, their feet kicking for purchase as the life is choked out of them. As they die, we see the tool fall to the ground and we then get the title card, Sinister, scratched into the last frame of the film as the projector shuts off.
1: Hell of an opening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's something so eerie about watching them and then you can't hear them. No. And it looks like they're moving almost like fluidly, like they're in water. I don't know. It's like, it was very creepy. It was, but I'm not going to lie. That I was like, oh. What? Really? Yeah. Well, because
2: no, because like you said, they're moving underwater. Like I was like, oh, man. I was like, that kind of looks a little, I don't want to say like CGI, but it just looked kind of funny to me. I was like, well.
0: All I thought was, this is slow motion. No.
2: Right. Yeah. I don't know. It looked weird. I was like, I don't know. I don't like it. It just kind of it took me out of it because I I was the whole thing. I was like, oh shit, uh-huh. like, that thing's sawing away at the tree. But yeah, I was like, what's going to happen here? I was like, are they? And that's that's what I thought. I was like, are they underwater now? Or well,
1: I
0: all I thought was this is a hell of an opening. Yes, and I'm in. That's yeah. all because oh,
1: yeah. I, I mean that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how I know that it wasn't CGI because I do have receipts. So they're all stunt people, obviously. Right. They didn't hang actors from- Well, no, I know <laughs> but that, but- They were stunt actors, but when they did a trial run of mm-hmm. the scene- uh, something that the coordinator had set up they were actually being choked and hanged
2: <laughs> that's not good no, no
1: like it wasn't set up the way it was supposed right. to and then they they didn't die <laughs> but well, so good yeah. <laughs> but the coordinator did get fired oh, well, well
0: you should have they were like hey so uh, where's the harness on these guys he's like harness What's a harness The thing that I had alluded to at the beginning of the co-writer Cargill having that nightmare from the ring, Mm -hmm. this was his nightmare.
1: Oh, oh shit.
0: And so it's the first thing we see. And it's also the first thing that gave him the idea for Sinister. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. I forgot to mention it at the top because this is very interesting to me, but this is Cargill's first film he's ever written Mm -hmm. because he was a film critic.
1: Oh, wow. Is that like when like a cop goes to prison and (laughs) are the other filmmakers like not so easy? Isn't (laughs) it?
0: But in the next scene, we see a moving truck outside of a house with a ton of boxes outside. That's the real horror film, folks. Moving. No shit. (laughs) But the camera sweeps across a driveway as Ellison Oswalt, played by Ethan Hawke, slides a box for his office out of the moving truck. Cargill said the character's name came from Harlan Ellison and Patton Oswalt.
1: I love Patton Oswalt.
0: (laughs) Also, I got to shout it out. I dig the cardigan.
1: I, you know what? It's funny because I was going to make a joke about him dressing in an old man costume. Well, (laughs) what
0: can I say? Because he has
1: the cardigan with the fucking elbow patches Uh and then he has his glasses hanging on a string around his
0: neck. (laughs) that's true i minus the glasses and the elbow it's patches. It's a lot. It's how I dress every day. But <laughs> as Ellison heads inside, his wife Tracy, played by Juliet Rylance, teases him about carrying just one box inside. Once inside, he passes their son Trevor, played by Michael Hall Daddario, who is listening to music on Full Blast. Ellison's like,
1: You're gonna go, Dev. <laughs> <laughs> Dad energy.
0: Seriously. But he finally makes it to his, honestly, pretty spiffy looking office, Mm -hmm. which is full of boxes already. And he just sits down at his desk. I was like, if he's carrying one box at a time, this took him all fucking day. (laughs) (laughs) But we then get an extreme close up insert shot of a sheriff's badge of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania before we see the sheriff himself, played by Fred Thompson, pulling up on the side of the road where his deputy, played by James Ranson, is already pulled over and chatting with another officer. It's Eddie. Yes. I, I'm i sorry, dude. I think that he's fast becoming one of my favorite actors. He's so good. <laughs> Everything he's in, I'm like, this dude's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot he was even in this I movie. I did, too. <laughs>
1: I was like, it's Eddie. It's adult Eddie. And then uh, Rose- adult Eddie. <laughs> yeah. and Roseanne's boss from the Plastics Factory. Yeah. Anybody remember that? <laughs> oh,
0: that's right. You guys remember well- yeah. Wellman Plastics? <laughs> 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 Ever been to Lanford? But- the funny thing to me is that dude doesn't have a name at all. He's the sheriff and he's deputy. Yeah. <laughs> These are their names for the whole film. So the deputy is holding a book and a pin and the sheriff chews his ass for wanting an autograph. <laughs> as the two men bail, the sheriff approaches the camera and calls out to Tracy as it's revealed that he's standing in front of the Oswald home. He then asks to speak to Ellison and it doesn't look like it's going to be a fun no. <laughs> conversation. But back inside the house, the Oswald's daughter, Ashley, played by Claire Foley, is just painting on the walls.
1: She's a little badass artist, yeah. though.
0: I no, was she's like, not okay. bad. I was like, these unicorns are uh, <laughs> pretty sweet. I, I was, pardon me, was like, oh yeah, you've barely been here a day, but you're going to Yeah, go, yeah, go, <laughs> go off. <laughs> but it seems like they have a deal in place. Yeah. Because Ellison, to his credit, has no issue with this and just asks her to help her mom continue the unpacking. Through conversation, though, we learn that Ellison is really the only one in the family who wanted to move, and the reason they moved here is because this is where Ellison's new story is, he says. They go through the standard complaints, kid misses her old town, kid misses her school, mm-hmm. etc. but Ellison promises her that after he sells this new book, if they don't like it here, they can move back to their old town. She's totally down with this idea, but he reminds her, again, she can only paint in her room. So again, clearly, this is an established thing. Yeah, yeah. I would like to say, though, it would be nice if in one film, a kid <laughs> wanted to move somewhere. <laughs> never. <laughs> it's never a kid's so Never. Like, no, well, new opportunities. <laughs> new beginning. No, but <laughs> as the two of them head back outside to get more boxes, Tracy tells Ellison about the sheriff. He acts as if he was actually expecting this meeting sooner, and Tracy reminds him that he needs to be nice. Upon meeting Ellison, the sheriff refuses to shake his hand and tells him he knows who he is when he introduces himself.
1: Nice warm welcome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Clearly, dude is not a fan. He even asks if he could convince him to leave town ASAP. <laughs> and Ellison's like, "No, nah, we're not gonna be doing that." <laughs> but we learn that Ellison is a true crime writer, and he offers the sheriff a copy of his best-selling book, Kentucky Blood, as apparently he's got a few copies still left in his office. The dispute between them, though, stems from the fact that Ellison does not have a high opinion of law enforcement, and the sheriff, you see, is law enforcement.
1: And also, like, petty as
0: fuck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can you chill? We'll get to it, because he takes some digs. (laughs) He goes complete book critic, admitting that Ellison got a few things right with Kentucky blood, but in his (laughs) follow-up, Cold Denver Morning, he fucked up bad. Before he can shit talk another book of his blood diner, Ellison says it wasn't his fault, but the sheriff says that a theory of Ellison's not only let a killer go free, but it ruined lives.
1: I would have... Appreciated a little bit of expounding on that.
0: Yeah, like whose life was ruined?
1: Yeah, how did a killer go free because of his book?
0: Yeah, the judge is like, "Oh, (laughs) damn." (laughs) (laughs) He's right. No, I don't think that's how the justice system works.
1: You know what? What do we know?
2: Yeah, but this is a, a question I'll ask here in a little bit. Okay, but this was part of the reason too why we talked a little bit about it last night, and this was kind of why. I asked that question.
1: He was confused (laughs) about how he could be a true crime writer and have inserted his own opinion or whatever about the case enough to be wrong and ruin people's lives or whatever. And I was like, that happens all the time. That's true.
2: (laughs) Well, no, I'm saying wouldn't that's your if you're just making shit up, then that's just fiction, dude. You're well, just but using- he's
0: I think he was basing his opinion on evidence, but I guess maybe he just didn't do thorough or, or it was
1: a theory that I guess was wrong. Uh, I don't I don't know. I that's why I'm like, tell me more about yeah. that part. Because I mean,
0: Nancy Grace ruins lives every day. She so. does. <laughs> yeah. But he basically tells Ellison that they don't need any of this in this town. Ellison reminds him that there's a missing girl involved in this particular case, and the sheriff disagrees. He's like, oh, no, she's dead. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) And he says, look, whatever happened here defies explanation, and this is just another waste of time, like your last two books. I'm like, you piece of shit. (laughs) But after this fresh roasting, Ellison correctly assumes that he will receive no cooperation from the sheriff's office on this book. I think that they're more likely to receive a fuck you than a thank you in the acknowledgments. Right, yes. (laughs) But before he bails, the sheriff motions to the house, saying he finds this to be in very bad taste. Ellison then rejoins his wife in the driveway, not mincing words, saying that the meeting was not good. (laughs) (laughs) But Tracy asks why the sheriff was pointing at the house and is like, we're not living a few doors down from a crime scene again, are we? Before he can answer, she says she doesn't want to know if they are, but then he tells her, we are not.
1: Okay, Mika, <laughs> what he says is. <laughs> he's not lying. I promise, we're not moving down the street from a crime scene. And I'd be like, you motherfucker, because the way he said it.
0: <laughs> yes. It's literally, I think writers just don't expect married people to know each other. Yeah. Or to
1: be honest to each other.
0: <laughs> but he's yeah. like, nah.
1: wink, wink, because like he's, he, the way he's saying this it. This
0: is pure semantics. If you ever ask anyone to promise something and they repeat your exact promise back to you, you fucked up. I'd be like, and also Uh, this and that. No, say it. Say all Uh. of it. Don't. But she hands him the box that she was carrying and tells him it goes in the kitchen. He sets the box down in the kitchen and looks out the window where we see that in the backyard is the hanging tree from the opening of the film. So one thing I did want to say, again, along with the whole word semantic game, I don't think the sheriff gesturing to the house is enough for Tracy to be like, what was he saying about the house? Are we living next door? To-? Like, <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I, well, maybe she does know her husband and she knows that we wouldn't move here in this town. Yeah, unless.
0: but the sheriff could have been like, no, nah, I want you guys to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been why he was pointing. <laughs> why was he shaking
2: yeah. his fist at us? <laughs> is this a is it
0: the of-
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> But it's obviously going to be a powder keg that we're going to get to in a bit. Later, though, Ellison heads up to the massive attic to stash a crate of stuff, but runs afoul of a scorpion.
1: Well, it's your lucky day, Ashley, because we're moving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One scorpion. Once I'm it. out. I don't need to write this book.
1: This house is already occupied.
0: Well, it he does crush the scorpion with a crate.
2: Yeah, uh, He wasn't doing nothing.
1: This is his house, as yeah. far yeah. as he knows. I like, like, what are you doing in my yeah. home? Oh.
2: <laughs> Can't say he was there for food. There was no food up there. No. He was bothering Just
1: anybody. Just living his life.
0: One thing I did want to point out, of course, with this film being produced by Jason Blum, it was made for very cheap. Mm-hmm. And this is one of few sets of the entire film is this attic. Oh, wow. Everything else is a real location. Oh, that's cool. All uh, that right. was pretty neat. The other thing, though, that I forgot to mention in the last scene is that the tree is not real. Oh, shit. It's built and it's built into concrete in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> Looks real. Yeah, doesn't look real. But next to the very crushed scorpion, Ellison finds another box that must have been left behind by the previous occupants, or at least that's what I would assume. Mm -hmm. Inside the box, he finds a projector along with reels of Super 8 film. The reels are labeled Family Hangout 2011, Barbecue 1979, etc. So, of course, he snags that box and takes it to his office that night the family enjoys some takeout at the dinner table
1: in the dark yes (laughs) why are y'all eating in the dark atmosphere this whole movie movie, the lights are off for i feel like no good
0: reason so there's one thing i did read i can't remember which film it was but scott derrickson apparently took influence from that film to do minimalistic lighting now sometimes it's successful but eating dinner in the dark is just a thing a sad no. man does. See, <laughs> I eat dinner in the dark.
2: <laughs> see, I wasn't going to say anything until later. But since you brought it up. I'm just saying. That was a big thing that kind of brought me out of it. And mm. we watched this movie in the dark with a lamp on mm-hmm. to take notes. And, I mean, you could see it. But it's just, there's a lot of parts that are just dark as fuck. <laughs> I,
1: I, my only thing is it's dark because it's a
0: horror movie. You know I what get I mean? I that. But, but an
1: actual family, like you're fucking up your kid's eyes, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an actual family like, does not sit in the dark. I'm going to be honest
0: with you, dad. I don't know what I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> But I get, I get, I get what you're saying. The funny thing, though, is that in the theater, I never once noticed that problem. Well, it's but
1: maybe it's like a submersion kind of thing or immersion. (laughs) We're (laughs) being drowned. I drowned
0: myself (laughs) in the movie. No, but the thing is, is that whenever I was watching to write this script, I was like, okay, now either it's because the sun's out right now, or I can't see jack shit. (laughs) Yeah, neither can
1: those kids turn the damn lights on.
0: (laughs) But at the dinner table, Trevor wants all the tea about the newest book, but Tracy puts a stop to that with the quickness. We get this odd moment when she says Ellison writes about terrible things and Ellison gets pretty offended. Yeah. Could you... I don't know. Could you be in a relationship where <laughs> your significant other didn't really respect what you did? Like
1: hates what you did. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> like that's really fucking there's difficult.
1: there's like this simmering animosity. And my thing is this like little back and forth or whatever hasn't he been doing this for the kids whole lives yes so i feel like this conversation wouldn't be
0: yeah. a thing i think it's for us
1: daddy writes get, we know mom he's been yeah. he fucking doing this like before we were born he's our father <laughs> <laughs> it's what odd. part of I, I it might be
2: just stupid or whatever but <laughs> i i didn't even like the kids didn't even resemble the what? parents or like they like, it was just weird i was like where'd you find these random kids at <laughs>
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, I feel like the son could be maybe That's what I Ethan Hawke's son. I said,
1: yeah. I, I can see the sun, but, but the I little don't redheaded the girl. Yeah, no. Yeah. And the she... mother
0: is not related to anyone.
1: No, no, no. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> she, I was thinking that as I was watching it. And if you watch this movie under the lens that she's like a live-in nanny, nothing changes. You're oh, like, not wrong. <laughs> to me, <laughs> yeah. like, I guess the, the marital bickering or whatever would have to change. But she feels very weird in this right. to me.
0: One thing that I do want to say, because I definitely agree with that. I feel like there might be an issue with chemistry.
1: Maybe that's what it is
0: because I don't really feel like her and Ethan Hawke are married. I was gonna yeah. say maybe it's
1: because the focus you is so right. you know? so much on Ethan Hawke. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see it either. No, and
0: it has nothing to do with her awesome accent. No, we and, love and everybody else being American. We
1: love a Brit. Yeah, that it's just it's just, it just a feels matter of yeah. yeah.
0: But when. There is some arguments early or later that I'm like, no, there's some good chemistry here. But right now, maybe they just can't play a loving family. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's they're too gonna, dark. Yeah. Too it's, dark. yeah.
0: <laughs> but as I said, Trevor's trying to get all the tea. And when they refuse to fill his cup, he says that <laughs> he's just going to find out about it at school anyway. And that everyone is going to hate him and tease him about his dad's work. Basically, damn. I guess this is how it's been his whole yeah. life but Tracy reminds Ellison that he needs to keep his office locked because it's one thing to talk about this stuff, but it's another thing for Trevor, a 12-year-old boy, to see any of it.
1: Again, shouldn't these be established rules already? Well, also,
0: shouldn't (laughs) shouldn't Ellison not be like, my son's 12? Like, You don't have to fucking tell me how old my own kid is, right? (laughs) But the rules are clearly stated. The kids stay out of the office and Ellison keeps the office locked. But later that night, Ellison climbs into bed and cuddles with Tracy, telling her he's going to set up his office for a little while longer before coming to bed proper. She asks how long they're going to be living here, and he tells her it could be a long time. I appreciated he was honest. Yeah. But she says that she wishes he'd take another stab at fiction and that she just wants his writing to make him happy. Apparently, when he dives into true crime cases, he's just kind of... Which I
1: I would think would be understandable, Mm -hmm. but this is a protest that you make before we've moved...
0: Everything you want. and yeah. the children, and
1: he didn't come here to write The Shining. Like he came no. here to write a fucking true crime. It's not
0: like I told him I'd be the caretaker.
1: That, <laughs> that took place here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with any of that. A lot of these arguments, they give a lot of good exposition, but you realize that they really are just exposition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you need to know. Yeah. Yes. There's we, a problem. We
1: need to know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But he tells her that no matter what he's writing, he can't do it without her support and that he just needs another hit. While she tells him that he has her support, she also reminds him that his big hit novel, Kentucky Blood, was 10 years ago. And she tells him, you know, what if your 15 minutes of fame was that and you can't spend the rest of your life chasing that high? I'm like, damn, Steve.
1: (laughs) She's saying you lost it. Yeah. That's like, what she's saying. Your
0: last two. Did you hear that, Sheriff? Your last two books. <laughs>
1: <laughs> trash. Your corn is trash. Oh, no. The books are
0: trash. Sheriff just nodding yeah. in the window. That's just, right. Mm-hmm. You tell him, Tracy. <laughs> but then she drops the bomb. This is basically his last chance. If he doesn't make this work and follow through on everything he's promised the family, she's going to take the kids and bounce back home to her sisters. But Ellison agrees that that's fair. But he says that he has a good feeling about this one. He promises her it'll work out, and they smile and kiss, and she tells him to go kick some ass. So, I mean, all of her complaints are definitely fair. They are. I was just surprised at how well he took it.
1: Yeah. If your
0: wife's like, dude, your time might be up, yeah, I would cry. You're washed up. He's
1: like, look, it's fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll write it. I got it this right. time. Yeah. But in his office, Ellison looks over paperwork and photographs. On his board, we see a photo of the dearly departed family from the opening of the film in happier times. But a fifth family member, the missing little girl, is circled in red with a sticky note reading, where are you?
1: (laughs) Because you needed that. Exactly. As a note.
0: And I say happier times, but that little girl is mean mugging the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Ellison opens up a folder which has crime scene photos of the other four members of the family after they were hung, and he attaches those to the board as well. He also finds a photo of the attic which was empty and he draws a rough rectangular prism on a sticky note and he asks out loud how the boxes of film got there after the fact.
1: I don't I don't know that the picture was necessary. No.
0: <laughs> I can't forget this is where I found the <laughs>
1: When he put those crime scene photos up, I'm like, okay, this is why we can't go in dad's office. No. God damn. Yeah.
0: It's on display. It's not even hidden behind. (laughs) You You don't even have to turn a corner. You open the door. (laughs) Hey, dad, are we going to (laughs) watch (laughs) that? But at this point, Ellison decides he's just going to go for it and watch the Super 8 films that were inside the box. Just want to point out that throughout, the music is tense and cool as hell.
1: It's great. It
0: is.
2: <laughs> oh God! No, I like it, but where's it coming from? It's not coming from the film, is it?
0: Well, it's. I think it's just part of the. I, I, well, <laughs> I, there's 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 two things that are going on because you have the music that's atmospheric, which is the score that's right. done, that's done by Christopher Young, who we talked about on the Hellraiser episode. Okay. Oh, but a lot of the ambient music I believe is indie slash Norwegian artists that apparently Cargill bought the rights to use himself.
1: Nice,
0: and they fit the Super Eights, but I don't know how they got on the Super Eights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of don't look too close. There's there's a lot of questions that come up regarding these films, right? And I feel like we kind of just have to accept it
2: <laughs> it is what it is i'm not yeah. saying i don't like it because right. i do those yeah. those that's i'm like oh it's shit it's like it's so good it's cool yeah. it's, and i i do really enjoy that but that, i after a while
0: i was like well, where's the sound coming from <laughs> i was like they they were using adobe premiere okay. yeah. all right <laughs> all right but after setting up a makeshift screen out of a bed sheet and setting up the projector Ellison makes the room nice and dim, sits down with a notepad, and starts the first reel. This is Hangout 2011. Along with the unsettling music we talked about, (laughs) we see the family from the photos engaged in standard outdoor family activities. A mother is gardening with her daughter, while a younger daughter, whose name is Stephanie, who is played by Victoria Lee, is swinging on the tire swing. The father and son of the family are playing catch with a football. We then see the family seated for a picnic before we get one last shot of the tire swing before the scene just abruptly cuts to their death tableau from the beginning. Ellison watches as the branch gives way and the four family members, minus the missing girl, ascend and sway lifelessly. He stops the projector and he pours himself a couple glasses of whiskey.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> god damn. Yeah. It's just going to turn me into an alcoholic like just to, just
0: to deal with just that. Just watching it? Well, you shouldn't have watched it. No, I know? mean, the thing is, is that I feel like if I found that box, I would watch it. But the second it started to get weird, I'd be like, okay, wait a minute.
1: Well, <laughs> let me turn the lights on. Yes. yes. No, yes. I don't mean to keep bringing up the lights, uh-huh. but, but I'm scared. But uh, <laughs> my first thought would be, and I know that... Uh, Mr. Faber from Wellman Plastics, the sheriff, (laughs) Yes, I know that we didn't get off to the best start, but maybe the police should see this. That was my first thought.
2: Yes. I'm not even going to lie to you. The first thing I thought was, okay, I get I'm writing a book. Mm -hmm. This is fucking evidence right here. I seen it. Even let me
1: record it on my phone so I can keep it for myself. Yeah. But- I don't probably shouldn't have this (laughs)
0: like well maybe it's a short film the family was making okay Okay. (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. even you mean the same manner of death yeah Yeah. what a coincidence (laughs) I I feel like I don't know and we we will get to that in a minute because it's a big plot point
1: yeah that was just my first thought
0: (laughs) I can't disagree (laughs) yeah yes I'll hold (laughs) (laughs) but he kind of collects himself for a moment And then he starts up the projector again, taking notes and pondering who could have made the film. When it gets to the no-no naughty bits of the four family members being killed, Ellison writes, where's Stephanie?
1: (laughs) I I just love his notes. Yeah.
0: Well, I think his (laughs) notes are what we're thinking. (laughs) But he turns off the projector again, wetting his whistle with the rest of the whiskey. He then takes a step outside to get a breather, looking at the hanging tree as the branches sway in the breeze. He's like, oh, shit, that was here? Like, you know that, <laughs> you dude. This? Yeah, Oh no shit. <laughs> but he heads back inside, only to hear a creaking noise in the dark. When he hears it again, he heads into the kitchen. Walking toward where he heard the noise, we see a shadow dart in front of the camera. So for me, this is where the little cliches. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you're doing so well with yeah. the Super 8s. Yeah. <laughs> so come on. But the music swells a bit as Ellison enters the laundry room to find Ashley. She says she can't find the bathroom, so he guides her to it. After she's done using the bathroom, she thanks him, and he takes her to bed. I thought it was cute that she turned the wrong way, and he's like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's a new house. really was lost. But he admires her paintings on her wall, and she thanks him, and she says that one day she'll paint something really, really good and be famous like him. Interesting. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) After he kisses her goodnight, she asks if he's going to write a good book this time so they can go home because
1: those last two were shit
0: (laughs) you're fucking up dad all right it's like did you see the amazon reviews it was like 1.5 out of 5 not great dad like these kids are savage
1: (laughs) i just love how everyone is reading him for these
0: books they are everyone those books didn't hit dad (laughs) they probably left fucked up reviews too they did they're like daddy stop writing yeah (laughs) (laughs) but he signed anonymously. yeah Sounds like Ashley, but I can't prove it.
1: It says anonymous.
0: But he promises to write the greatest book anyone has ever read. <laughs> <laughs> but Ellison heads back to the office to cue up a double feature. We get a lot of intricate shots of him rigging up the projector, which honestly, I'm here for. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really cool. But he sits down once again as the film starts. This film is Barbecue, 1979.
1: I just appreciate the pettiness of the titles of these little films, <laughs> like hanging out. Like yeah. stop. Well, that's a
0: pun. That like, is who, a
1: pun. Whoever what, is it us? Did I, yeah. Oh shit! Did we?
0: <laughs> I don't recall. I I also wanted to point out I'm not a big fan of the name of the film, Sinister.
1: I never thought about it, but yeah. yeah. I just, I, I mean, mean, any horror film could really be called. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? It doesn't.
0: Do bad things happen? Yeah. That's sinister, man. I don't know. I guess you can't call it home movies because of Adult Swim or Super 8. Yeah. Oh, I loved home movies. Home movies
1: was so good. <laughs> it <was>
0: great. But, <laughs> 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 well, we can save that for Talk Mortem. Coach McGurk, <laughs> man. So in barbecue 1979, we see a father and his two sons fishing by a lake as very pensive guitar and synth play. After a bit, they sit at the grill with their mother, probably cooking or eating their fresh catches. We then see the family of four packing up the car to leave, but then everything shifts as the scene changes. Very odd and eerie music plays as the camera moves around the family car inside a garage. Everything is now tinted yellow, and we see that the car is covered in chains. As the camera moves around, we see the mother with her hands and mouth taped, lying in the back seat of the car with a can of gasoline next to her. We then see the taped legs of one of the sons on the floor in the back seat with the rest of his body obscured by the gas can. In the front seat is the father, similarly taped with a can of gasoline on his stomach. We're then taken to the front of the car where after a moment of hesitation, we see the car is firebombed and quickly engulfed in flames. We see the flames explode in Ellison's glasses as he watches the car burn with the family inside. He goes for another swig of whiskey, and the film ends. So these Super 8 films are unbelievable. Mm -hmm.
1: They're so scary. Like, legitimately creepy as fuck. And the way that that it's like, oh, everything's cool? This is just a family? Nah, bitch. Like, (laughs) surprise. Yeah,
2: they're not having a good time. Not at all. Mm -mm. They each have a twist ending. (laughs) And they're all tragic. (laughs) And (laughs) Oh, don't do that. (laughs) I I liked, and I know it's overkill with the chains, Uh but I like that because it's like, you're not getting out. Oh, no. It's done. Yeah, Yeah. there's no.
0: So, you mean to tell me if I get out of this duct tape, I'm (laughs) still fucked? Yeah. (laughs) But the thing is, is that's very cool to me is that according to various sources, these were actually filmed on Super 8. Yeah, super cool. And I think the thing about that is it allows you to really get immersed in them Mm -hmm. because they're not perfect yeah
1: no yeah
0: they're not polished and also the other thing about that is they allow you to kind of feel like they're actually from the time that the films say they are yeah Yeah. and they're all dressed in the era it's just, yeah,
1: I really appreciated what they did with the yeah. wardrobe for the yeah, families and stuff. Yeah.
0: attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Another thing that is very interesting that I read on IMDb is that all of these Super 8 films were filmed in advance, so Ethan Hawke is actually watching them and getting to react to the stuff that he's seeing. <laughs>
1: he's like, oh,
0: shit. Yeah. The cool <laughs> thing is that apparently some of his reactions were actually the first time he ever saw That's these. That's really uh. cool and so that makes smart yeah yeah i was like you don't even have to really act no
1: it's like oh (laughs) fuck
0: that was ethan that wasn't even ellison that was ethan but ellison does shut off the projector and he sits in the dark for a second before finally picking up his cell phone he tries to get connected with the king county police as nay
1: well yeah (laughs) and i'm like yes finally because i feel like that's what I'm yelling at the TV to do, it, and then he does it. And it's like, yeah. okay, yes. Yeah.
0: And I love when horror movies do that mm-hmm. because whenever you're like yelling at them to do something and they don't do it, you're like, fucking you're like, idiot. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just another cliche. But unfortunately, as the operator is making the connection, he walks over to his bookshelf. As the woman from the police department gets on the line, he eyes a stack of old copies of Kentucky Blood. We see the wheels turning in his head as the operator calls out to him, and he eventually hangs up the phone
1: vanity thy name is ethan (laughs) hawk
0: i part of me was like you know i get it ellison you want another hit but i think this is beyond your experience oh yeah yeah. (laughs) because it was bad enough when it was just the family in the house but now you got another family yeah this is a
1: whole this is something completely different yeah and i don't know what kentucky blood was about but i don't think it was this yeah
0: (laughs) did you also find super eight films i i mean i don't know i guess it just speaks to a battle internally of his because he's like look this is the right thing to do right but i really really want to be famous again i just need that hit (laughs) exactly he's like i don't know if you understand fame is cool i like want this so bad yeah so he hangs up the phone But he then heads over to the photos he has pinned on the board and he searches through them to find the photo of the attic and the crude box that he drew. He says the killer must have come back to leave this box of films, but wonders aloud why they would. He then returns to the box of Super 8 films and we see that they're titled Pool Party, 1966. (laughs) Sounds like fun. Sounds great. (laughs) Sleepy Time, 1998. Aw. It's cute. Yeah. And Lawn Work, 1986. (laughs) and you lost me but he's in the mood for a little splish splash so he threads pool party (laughs) into the film projector and takes a seat as the film counts down he hears a noise coming from outside the room and he shuts off the projector before he can dip his toes in Assuming Ashley has gotten herself lost again, he leaves his office to go help her out.
1: He's like, y'all know not to bother daddy while he's watching his (laughs) snuff That's also one of the rules. That was the
0: third rule. But he hears a few unsettling noises on his way to Ashley's room where he does find her asleep in bed. After hearing a loud rumbling in the attic, he hears a creaking noise near the kitchen. As he makes his way down the hall, he notices a cardboard box just sat in the middle of the floor. You guys don't know how to move, do you? Yeah. (laughs) Shit. But he cautiously makes his way over and the box begins to open on its own and we see Trevor slither out of it upside down, his arms reaching out as he lets out an otherworldly scream.
1: Listen. (laughs) Jackson, our son, Mm -hmm. used to have night terrors when he was very, very Mm -hmm. little. And you they get straight as a board and just scream and they're asleep. They don't know that they're doing it. Uh If that little motherfucker ever Houdini'd himself into a cardboard box mm-hmm. and came out screeching like a banshee <laughs> like he was being reborn. Yeah, I'm calling the authorities.
0: <laughs> He's being reborn. <laughs> Dude, it's animalistic. I am calling yeah. the authorities. And it's like eight screams. Like, <laughs> Yeah, stacked. so you
2: might want to get that checked out. Yeah. Something's
0: wrong. I, Somebody else is in there. Uh, <laughs> call his pediatrician. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that yeah. is not right. I did read on Film School Rejects that Scott Derrickson's son also has had night terrors that he says were like this.
1: No, they weren't. But yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> why your son was possessed. Yeah. Cargill
0: was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might want to, you don't need the pediatrician. You need the exorcist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Father Caris, <Karras>, please.
0: <laughs> but Ellison just scoops him up and he tries to wake him. The screams, however, awaken Tracy who runs out to check on them. They rush outside with Ellison still holding Trevor, finally getting him to wake up. Trevor's like, why are we outside? <laughs> And Ellison explains, he's like, look, this was a night terror, which he should know that he has been. Yeah. Yeah. But Tracy said that she thought that they were over this. Tracy asks Ellison what's wrong, because apparently he looks shaken up. But it's like, did you not just fucking see that? You didn't see the kid plop out <laughs> yeah. of the box like a worm. Like. <laughs> but he's like, I want to tell you something. And I'm like, oh, shit, here it comes. But he's just like, I'm just really really sorry yeah (laughs) okay and she's like it's not your fault and they head inside but i'm like shouldn't she be like what are you sorry for yeah
1: yes
2: yeah that's that too there's no way in hell if i'm acting weird your sister's just gonna let it go what Uh the fuck is
0: going on (laughs) and nobody apologizes. no okay i can't even say that because i apologize for everything
1: yeah but yeah but not like that you you wouldn't be sorry that your kid had a night like that doesn't make any sense
0: it's not like it was established that he showed him a scary movie before bed, right. yeah. or something. I am so sorry yeah, we will never watch that again, <laughs> but the next morning, the family is enjoying breakfast while Ellison makes coffee with a French press. Good man,
1: I thought of you immediately <laughs> and you said they're making they're having breakfast, but I just see this woman making toast after toast after toast, yeah. like, she had a mountain of toast on the table and was making more toast,
0: and it wasn't even French toast no. <laughs>
1: The American kind. Yeah, it's
0: unforgivable. No. But Trevor's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You mean to tell me <laughs> I was in a box? Because he does not remember any of it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> was it just like, Trevor, you were acting a goddamn fool? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the part that we missed. But apparently, this isn't the worst of it because one time in the past, they found Trevor trying to pee in the dryer. Trevor's mortified that this is being brought up again. (laughs) And Ashley walks in and she's like, what are we talking about that time Trevor was going to pee in the dryer? I'm like, you're too young to remember. (laughs) The funny thing is, according to Film School Rejects, that's actually a story from Cargill's childhood. That's
1: hilarious. He
0: tried to pee in a dryer. (laughs) But after they explain to her what a night terror is, Ashley says that she thinks she might have had one, but they're like, no, we'd remember if you did. Again, kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, in their defense, like judging from Trevor's theatrics the night previous, I'd believe them if they say that she didn't. Like you never fucking snaked out of a box before. So you're fine. But Ellison tries to psych the kids up for their new school. And Tracy realizes that they're running late and rushes them off with some to-go breakfast. It's like eight pieces of toast. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, mom. Now, this bothered me a lot because as she's walking out, she says, have fun with your murder victims. I'm like, pick a lane. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You hate this or you're we into it, yeah. it and making Joke about jokes it. about it.
0: Yeah. Either you don't respect me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but Ellison immediately returns to his office to dive into pool party 1966 again. Dive in. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> we see a little girl in the pool while her mother stands at the edge, tossing her a beach ball. Shortly after, we see her father, her brother, and her sister join them, and they're just having the best time. Eventually, they get out and enjoy some lunch together. Unfortunately, as has been the running theme of all these films, (laughs) (laughs) it gets pretty dark. It gets pretty dark. We cut to the pool at night, and by the light of the camera, we see four of the five family members are duct taped to lounge chairs that are also tied to ropes at the edge of the pool. One by one, the chairs are pulled into the pool, drowning each of the family members
1: absolutely not just awful no this one has to be the worst one right uh, i mean none of them are fun i mean but no
0: like, <laughs> if i if i had to pick how i was murdered i mean i don't know like, uh, yeah i think drowning probably sucks oh yeah my God, it's
1: got to be the worst but then
0: no dude they were burned alive i think i'd rather drown
1: Well, but if you're burned alive, your nerve endings get burned away and it doesn't hurt after a while. After a while? (laughs) (laughs) Right. After an hour or two. You don't feel anything. That's the operative term.
0: (laughs) After you get a little crispy.
1: You don't feel anything. Mm.
0: Who told you that?
1: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Freddy
0: Krueger. Yeah, He's like, it's not too bad. After a while. But this is where this film sets itself apart. This time... A large figure with long hair stands underwater. The camera turns to him, and he turns to face the camera. Things get a little too spicy for the pepper, so Ellison just shuts off the projector.
1: Well, I mean, in his defense, Ghostface's creepy cousin can take his bullshit somewhere else.
0: (laughs) Ghostface?
2: Well, yeah. I got more Jigsaw vibes from him than anything.
0: I got more Jim and Mick from Slipknot. Mm -hmm. Oh, all
2: right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: The funny thing is that Cargill's original idea was more of a Willy Wonka figure. No. But they decided that's not good. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Maybe they were thinking Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka. No. That was scary as hell. That was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But they found this design on Flickr and this, I'm going to be honest, it bothers me a little bit. Instead of basing it off the design, they bought the design from the photographer and just used it exactly as And made a
1: shit ton of money off of it.
0: That's where my problem comes in. Because mm. Derrickson himself said in an interview with io9 that they paid the artist a couple hundred dollars for it.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this film grossed 87 million.
1: Oh, Damn. I'd be pissed. Give that man some, yeah. some money. Cut Come another on. chat. Yeah. That's crazy. I hope.
0: kickback. Yeah. i I hope pissed. they did because they made a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is that the artist did get a credit in the credits
1: better damn well get which a credit. is good
0: yeah. but i would i like a credit in the form yeah. of money please yeah. i can't you like i can't pay my landlord by saying there's my name yeah. <laughs> right there <laughs> betty symington <laughs> but after he shuts off the projector he looks around like was that I, i'm sorry what <laughs> But he switches it back on and kind of freezes the frame to where we're just getting a head-on look at this thing. And Ellison, for some reason, he gets up and he touches the projector screen (laughs) where the face is. I'm going to tell you guys a true story about myself that I don't know (laughs) (laughs) that I've told anyone. But I promise this is not a joke. But in school, in like biology class or whatever, if there was a picture of a spider or something in the book... I would go out of my way to not even touch that page,
2: <laughs> <No>. like so.
0: <laughs> I would literally move around it or like use another piece of paper to turn it.
1: <laughs> so you're like, what the fuck yes, are you doing?
0: Because I don't know what I don't know when things could get weird, and that spider actually just hops off no. the page.
1: <laughs> so activated by your text, exactly. That.
0: It could be a curse about the book I never knew about. They reuse these books. I don't know who used it last. <laughs> but <laughs> long story short, he should not be touching the face.
2: No, yeah, I too. I was like, why? are you no. touching him there i don't no want to look yeah. at it let alone
0: touch it he's like it feels like the sheet that no, I- shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shit no shit but unfortunately for ellison the projector has had enough of being paused and we see the film catch fire and burn up
1: now you got a lawsuit on your hands
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes kodak uh <laughs> So I remember learning from *Inglorious Bastards* that 35 millimeter film is actually very flammable. Yes. But according to the UK Science and Media Museum, 8 millimeter film was intentionally manufactured to be non-flammable. So for as much research as he's done in his life, Ellison, this should be a massive red flag. Yeah. yeah. It's so like, that, why is that, that film didn't burning up? just happen. Up? Yeah. No, that's because I touched the that's face. That's the devil.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I let the spider out. <laughs>
0: But Allison heads right to his laptop and gets onto Google to find out how to edit this film back together. Thankfully, he uses Google, not Bing or search yeah. <laughs> right. or whatever.
2: But that would just kill it. It's yeah. like, yeah. oh, this isn't real. Yeah, this is, yeah, I'm yeah.
0: definitely watching a film right <laughs> yeah. now. Also, something I just realized, this film was co-written by a film critic, and most of this film is a guy sitting around watching films.
1: That's true. <laughs> right what you know. Yeah. yeah. Right what you
0: know. That's pretty smart. But after getting the film back together, he plays it again while also recording it on a camcorder. He then uploads the footage to his laptop in an attempt to isolate a still of that figure's face before he can he gets interrupted by tracy and trevor coming home arguing i was like didn't he just leave yeah you yeah. watch you watch like a two minute film
1: that's another <laughs> that's another thing is the timing yeah. in this film is pretty confusing
0: yeah i mean I, i'm like and, i don't know and the lights
1: are always off so you're like is it nighttime or <laughs> yeah, the lights know. just off is it and where's <laughs> where
0: ashley <laughs> where <is> yeah ashley? <laughs> because she has groceries she said she was gonna go shopping right so it's like did you get to do one errand and then trevor fucked up because he apparently got into a fight at in school first period i guess right they're like are you the kid that moved into that house <laughs> well, fuck you yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know but in the argument tracy says that trevor's problem is that he doesn't think and trevor's like well if you had done any thinking we wouldn't be here when she says that he doesn't know what he's talking about trevor's like well i know more than you do and Allison's like, Wait, right. hey. whoa! I know dad's
1: last well, two books were trash. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we all, well, we all know that, but he's like, hold on. Uh, you know, he's yeah. don't <laughs> say anything else, Trevor, yeah. <laughs> but he tries to get the skinny. As it turns out, Trevor drew a picture with a permanent marker on the whiteboard in his classroom of the hanging tree with four people hanging from it. Trevor. He, yeah. I, well, I lied. I said he got into a fight. He did not get into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't remember that. No, he, but. he just did some art. <laughs> But after it's revealed that this is what happened, he's promptly sent to his room because Ellison's like, you can't say anything yeah, shut right. else. Shut fuck up. But the discussion continues with the parents in the kitchen. Ellison's like, now what exactly did he hear?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? Exactly, yeah.
0: that's the most important thing to me right now. But really, Trevor just heard that four family members were hung in a tree. That's it.
1: Why would they stop short of I don't know. at yeah. your house? <laughs> Kids
0: wouldn't stop no. short. He'd be like, you're living in a ghost tree house. <laughs> no. But Ellison is like, he's like, and that's all he heard, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's it? And then he apologizes, which Tracy does not accept and storms off. The scene ends with a shot of Ellison on the left and the hanging tree outside on the right. I thought that was yeah, pretty mm-hmm. cool framing. But that night in his office, Ellison is too busy working to say goodnight to the kids. I think you're ever too busy to... No, no, you're not.
1: And I think we talked about this cliche in Saw yeah. when we thought they were going to do it, but they didn't no. do
0: it. Well, they're doing it here. They're doing it. <laughs> so again, I'm like, you know, these cliches, this is where you're faltering. Yeah. yeah. Show us another Super 8. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Get back to the Super 8.
0: Yes. But Tracy comes in very sweetly asking if he's getting any work done. And then she leaves reminding him to keep the door closed because it was just wide open. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, she came in sweetly, and then she's like, no, close the fucking door. Yeah. Well, she didn't say it like that. Yeah, but you she's promised
0: like, to fucking lock it, you piece of shit. <laughs> she got mad. You horrible hack writer. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Washed up. <laughs> but Allison just drinks more whiskey. Right. Yeah, as you do. But then he decides he's going to queue up the projector once again, and he starts another film. This film is Sleepy Time 1998. We get a POV shot lit only by the light of the camera as we're inside a house heading through the kitchen and then upstairs. Once we get to the top of the stairs, we pass an odd-looking symbol on the wall and into the master bedroom where two parents are taped to the bed. A dog sits between them, barking like a motherfucker well? yeah. <laughs> at, <laughs> at whoever is holding the camera. The killer then approaches the father, puts a knife to his throat, and slashes it. We see this action happen in the reflection of Ellison's glasses, which is a very interesting choice. yeah. I actually liked it because it's like it's very easy to have this tension of us just sitting here watching Mm -hmm. this the whole time. Yeah. But if you're reminded again that this is about Ellison discovering these films. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, no, this is him. He needs this for his book. (laughs) But the dog continues to bark as the killer murders the mother in the same manner. We then see the killer enter a child's room and Ellison turns away from the footage to drink straight from the bottle as the child lies in bed blurry in the background. The footage does end before we see the murder though.
1: It's compelling to me even more so that all the murders are so different. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's not like, oh, he always uses water. Right, or, right. Like, mm-hmm. there, there's no similarity except for the these family films. being right. murdered and then a kid being missing. Like, that's it.
0: And the interesting thing about it is that because of that, if nobody knows about these films at all. You wouldn't connect them. There's no way to yeah. connect them. Yeah. And I thought that it was very smart as well that they changed up the formula for this one. You didn't see the family hanging out. Right. Right. Chilling. No, oh, I don't mean hanging he's out, like, <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. but you didn't see them watching a film together or something. Right. He's like I know what you came to see. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want some freaky shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is the spark notes.
0: Exactly. But back on his laptop, Ellison zeroes in on that strange symbol that was found on the wall. I guess he's, taping all of the films he watches now. Yeah. Which is very smart. Yeah. Oh is. no, yeah. Because you don't know when that film's gonna explode for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> that uh
2: symbol I, I know it probably yeah, but it kinda looked like a ninja turtle symbol. <laughs> and I was like,
0: what the fuck? It was. But, That's yeah. what it was. I was like, oh it's the Foot Clan. I was like, <laughs> fuck. They're doing this. (laughs) this is a fucking crossover. Yeah, yeah, right. Jesus Christ, is this like when they made that horror film about the banana splits? No, (laughs) (laughs) I I do want to watch that. In all fairness, I would too. Yeah, Wolfie, I didn't like it, but we'll check it out maybe. But Ellison prints it out and he adds it to his board. He then reviews the footage of the throat slashing and turns up the contrast on the laptop, which allows him to see a poster with the words "St. Louis" written on it. That's when the real research begins. He takes the city and the year from the reel and he pops it into Google to find family homicides that fit the time and place. He finds a news package about the murder which details that one of the children in the family, Christopher Miller, is still missing while his parents and brother were found murdered in their beds. One thing I do want to call out is, again, the attention to detail because, as we had said about the Super 8 films being shot on Super 8 Film, mm-hmm. this newsreel from 1998 looks like a news package yeah, from it <laughs> does. 1998. It really does. And the thing that bothers me is a lot of films, they will shoot news footage with the camera they're shooting the film with. (laughs) And so it's just the same. And I'm like, what the fuck? I hate it so much. So this is great work, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But after the news break, Ellison hears more noise coming from the attic.
1: New rule. Yes. Nobody gets out of bed at night. No. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Never again.
0: He oddly doesn't check it out, though, and just continues scrolling on his laptop. (laughs) He's immersed. He's like, I'm too busy.
1: He's submerged.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But unfortunately for him, he can't stay submerged longer because the lights (laughs) go out. And we hear an even louder creak from up above.
1: It's like, I said. He's
0: like, all right, all right, I'm getting up. You didn't have to turn the lights (laughs) off. It's a little overkill. He picks up his cell phone and he lights his way with the flashlight to go check it out. He slowly makes his way through the dark house as the music grows very tense. He checks in on the kids first, who are fast asleep in bed. He then walks back into the hallway where he's startled by a loud banging noise. So was I.
1: Same. Yeah, same.
0: (laughs) It's funny to me because it's like, I don't know if this is an effective jump scare. It was really just a loud noise. Yeah,
1: it is a loud noise, but they've built the tension so well that
0: you're on the edge that you're like, fuck. (laughs) Yes. And I was. But he wisely grabs a knife from the kitchen before pulling down the ladder to the attic.
1: Wisely, don't bring a knife to a ghost fight. What's that going to do (laughs) for you? No, well, time out because
0: (laughs) currently there is no reason to believe that it's a ghost.
1: It's always the ghost. Yeah, do uh, you do you know me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It it literally could be another scorpion. I don't know.
2: If I'm if I'm watching this shit Uh and I'm hearing stuff, I'm not going up there.
0: Oh no, uh, no, no absolutely not. That can
2: wait until the morning. Cause you know what? There's only one way in and out, and True. You, yeah, you're you, up there. Yeah. yeah.
0: I would probably tape it shut. <laughs> tape. <laughs> yeah. And then just wait. But he does climb up, knife at the ready, and all he sees is darkness. Which I, I guess you also, yeah, only saw darkness. <laughs> yes. But as he makes his way in, another loud bang scares the piss out of him. He investigates an empty box for some reason. I guess he's like Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he notices that the lid to the box of films is actually moving on its own across the floor he flips that shit over with a fire poker to find an actual snake which just scurries away yeah really and we never hear from the snake again No, no. or the scorpion <laughs> no probably he
1: saw what happened to the scorpion He's like, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry sorry nope. yeah is I'm that ellison oswald no, i'm <laughs> out I'm fucking out
0: <laughs> however though On the underside of the lid, Ellison finds childlike drawings of stick figures mimicking the methods of murder for each of the families. In each of the drawings is another figure who is watching from the wings and is labeled Mr. Boogie.
1: It's a sick DJ name.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think, I okay, I love that this plot is thickening. Yeah. But Ellison talking himself through the drawings is kind of annoying. Yeah. Because we already know, you see like a bunch of people in a pool and he's like, pool party. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm like, yeah, we know. <laughs> More, and I, I feel like I bring this up a lot about filmmakers thinking that their audience is stupid. Uh-huh. That's what it feels like to me. And he does this a uh, lot. It's a lot. Yeah. A lot. Like, I don't need you to hold my hand. Yeah, I, I no. watched those with you, dude. Yeah. I know. We were in the room. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: It's it's unbelievable. And it does. It happens there. I'm gonna call this out. I'm warning <laughs> I'm warning you. It happens a lot in this movie. But upon hearing further creaks, Ellison goes to investigate, only to crash through the entire ceiling, fucking up his leg on the landing. How embarrassing. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: And that dude's flashlight on his phone sucks. Yes. I was like, come on, dude, really. You know you can turn that up, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> or just get a real flashlight. Right. Yes. I mean, I don't know. One thing I did find interesting is I read in Film School Rejects that the original plan was for Allison to fuck up his arm, but... Ethan Hawk loved that sweater. He loves his arm. Uh. No, well, he, he loves his arm, yeah.
1: He loved the but sweater. But he loved
0: the sweater, and the reality of it is if he was going to fuck up his arm, they would have had to rip the sweater.
1: Ah. Uh. And so- <laughs> He's like, I'm taking this shit home. Yeah, <laughs> well, I know. He's wearing it through the whole damn time. Yeah.
0: He's like, tell wardrobe this is mine.
2: But- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where the fuck you got those, but it's mine. Fantastic.
0: It's now. Cargill apparently tried to write around damaging the sweater- <laughs> but then he was like, let's just fuck up his leg. And <laughs> Derrickson and Ethan Hawke were like, that's right. That's yeah, right. Like, yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: But,
0: but the sweater's fine.
1: That's I'll- hilarious. He's like, I'll even
0: take the fall myself. As long as-
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't touch that sweater.
0: Mm-mm. But in the next scene, he's getting his leg wrapped in the kitchen by a paramedic as the deputy from earlier tells him he should really just go to the hospital. <laughs> Tracy is also there and walks the paramedic out after he gives Ellison some instructions. And I think that's the last we see of Tracy yeah. in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't even say a word. She she's wasn't like, you like, could have been hurt. Out. No, yeah.
1: she's over it.
0: But Ellison takes the deputy to the hole in the ceiling and walks him through what happened the night before. The deputy assumes that the sound he heard <laughs> was squirrels. And I'm like, Ellison clearly did not describe the sound properly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> If that's what you're getting from no. it. No. But Ellison tries to kindly draw the conversation to a close, asking if there's anything else he can do, and there actually is. The deputy, unfortunately, left his copy of Kentucky Blood back at the station, but he says he would love a signed copy. So they head into Ellison's office, where the deputy <laughs> is blown away by yeah. everything. The research board, like, he, he's like, it's like an FBI yeah.
1: profiler. <laughs> he is adorable to me, his whole character. <laughs> I just... It's so funny. He's yeah. like a
0: child. Yes. yes, he's he's starstruck. He is, but at the same time, I think that's one thing that I really like, and we'll get to it a little bit more later. Is that they very easily could have made this character just stupid. Yeah, yeah. but he's actually he brings a lot. At, no, he does, yeah. but yeah. at
1: this point, I'm like, okay, this dumb. He's he's yes. about to use this dumbass cop. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, he they, they flush him out a little bit. Yeah,
0: another thing that's very interesting is I they have excellent chemistry together. They yeah. do. And I read in Film School Rejects that whenever they were filming the attic scene with the two of them looking up, Derrickson was like, I didn't realize we wrote a Coen Brothers scene into this film. (laughs) (laughs) But it totally feels like one. But after almost being thrown out of the room, the deputy has a proposition. He recounts how in all of Ellison's books on the acknowledgments page, he always writes something about how none of this would have been possible without the help of deputy so-and-so. And he's like... I could be deputy so and so.
1: So cute.
0: Yeah, he's so willing to help. He is. Right
1: And you know that that sheriff is not. Oh no, he yeah. wants no parts of this. But he's like, listen. Yeah.
0: If we keep it secret. Yeah. <laughs> and Ellison is surprisingly open to it.
1: Yeah. Well, fuck. Wouldn't you be? Yes. I need somebody here. Yeah. And yeah. the sheriff made it clear that it's not going to be him. No. And he
0: sure as fuck is not going to be bouncing ideas <laughs> off his wife.
1: No. <laughs> That's a no.
0: But Ellison's like, Do you have a notepad? And he searches around and he's like, Yes. <laughs> and he's like, Do you need a pen? And he's like, Yes. <laughs> I just love I just love it. But Ellison tasks him to find cities and addresses where each of the filmed murders took place. When asked, though, Ellison avoids telling the deputy that he thinks these murders are connected. But regardless, the deputy is on the case and he's off. In the next scene, Tracy apologizes for taking her anger about Trevor's bullshit out on Ellison, reassuring him that she's with him all the way.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, I don't. She'd be flip-flopping. A lot. Yeah. A whole lot.
0: Oh, yeah. She's like, your father writes terrible things. Have fun with your murder victims. Yeah.
1: I'm in your corner, man. Yeah,
0: but I believe in Me you. Me and you. <laughs> Those
1: books were trash.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I'm with you all the way. <laughs> but that's when Ellison retires to the study to watch an old interview that he did with Tavis <laughs> Smiley in a cameo role.
1: He is just chasing this high. He is. It's a bit much. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I will say this is only from 10 years ago with him promoting Kentucky blood, but he looks like he's <laughs> way younger. <Yeah. laughs> they did a lot of work. I don't know yeah. what they did. I but... don't know.
1: It's when he was in a uh, dead Poets society. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but of course, Ellison in real time has a glass of whiskey at the ready. Even though he rolls his eyes at some of his past answers, the young Ellison gives a great interview and you can tell he was truly passionate about justice and righting the wrongs in the system.
1: Yeah. Was. Yeah. Was. <laughs> yeah.
0: I I felt bad because him rolling his eyes I, I couldn't tell if it was him saying, I don't believe that shit anymore. Yeah. Or if it was him saying, I can't believe I pretended to believe in that shit back then i think he
1: did believe in it back then i would hope because is this the interview where he's like i'd rather cut off my hands yeah that's (laughs) that's what i'm getting to (laughs) holy shit
0: but in the interview he even avoids disparaging law enforcement even though the injustice that he highlights in kentucky blood was a direct result of their incompetence right Mm -hmm. but when he's asked what feels better Being number one on the New York Times bestseller list or seeing justice done, he quickly responds the justice and that's when he says, I would rather cut my hands off than write a book for fame or money. And Ellison shuts off the TV. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) wait, ouch. Yeah, not anymore. But then he's like, Well, back to working on this book for fame and money.
1: justice i'm not yeah, I familiar with is that what a, is a person
0: that? I, I i will admit i do like this scene a lot though because it really does say so much about him as a character yeah it does and it kind of takes him outside of being this cliche i guess hack writer
1: and you can kind of see his wife's frustration if that's who he yeah. was and yeah. who he is now i'm gonna write the greatest book that yeah. anyone's ever read it's that's like, a
0: lot to live yeah. up
1: to
2: yeah. man that's what i said he loves this shit <laughs> <laughs>
0: But he stashes the tape in a drawer filled with other tapes of Kentucky Blood interviews and he heads back to his office. He goes through the old photos and videos on his laptop comparing Mr. Boogie in the pool party video to his honestly poorly drawn likeness on the fucking thing. (laughs) But he goes back to the hanging out video to try to find Mr. Boogie where he was drawn, which was in the bushes. And lo and behold, on this rewatch, he is hiding right in the bushes, watching the family get the life choked out of them. Now, I've seen a lot of theories online that explain why this is happening, because he was not in those bushes before.
1: No. Okay. I was yeah. going to yeah, say- Yeah, no, he
0: wasn't. Yeah.
2: I was going to say, he wasn't in those bushes, mm. was he? Like, I was <laughs> yeah. questioning myself. I was like,
0: do I have to go back <laughs> yeah, and rewatch? Yeah, I was like, hold on. But yeah, he was not in those bushes, and so people are saying that what they think is that Mr. Boogie- Sorry. It's his. We'll get to his real name later, <laughs> but it's very funny to keep saying Mr. Boogie. But Mr. Boogie, he was kind of just being like, here's all the shit. And then when Allison decided that instead of involving law enforcement and absolving himself from it, He decides to dive deeper and continue inviting this into his home. He's like, oh, Boogie's like, well, what's going on on this side? (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's a pretty interesting explanation. Yeah. But Ellison, of course, prints that photo of Boogie in the bushes for the board. Thanks to the drawing, though, he's able to find him in the barbecue video as well. He enlarges the frame, which somehow (laughs) makes it clearer instead of grainier, (laughs) but go off. I mean, whatever. It's CSI Uh, logic. It's fine. And I was just commending the detail, (laughs) (laughs) but he adds that to his board as well. He stands back surveying it all, and we zoom in on Mr. Boogie's face. In the kitchen, Tracy is making Ellison a cup of a delicious French press coffee. Okay, tea
1: you with the French press? All right, I'll stop.
0: But it's very good. If you've never tried it, please try it.
1: You literally took a bougie-ass French press on vacation. Do you I, remember that?
0: I bought a $15 travel <laughs> French press. I did. And I pre-ground my coffee. Look- that's how worth it it is, so every, folks. Yeah. And I'm not every, I'm not being paid to say you this. You and
1: French presses are like yeah. married in my mind. Well,
0: this dude's a writer. He wears a cardigan and he drinks French press coffee. I'm like, is, is this, this me? Yeah. <laughs> but Ashley asks her mom if she can help her make the coffee. Tracy shows her how and says that Ellison is very particular about it. Interesting. Hmm. But they make the coffee with like a milder version of Shaun of the Dead editing.
1: I, it's so funny because while we were watching this at this point, and then I think a little bit something that happens before this, I was like, is Edgar Wright involved in this? <laughs>
0: yeah, like it felt very like much, it. Very
1: much. Very, you know very what much. It was? I'm so glad you said that.
0: It was him setting up the projector. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what it was. I was like, that's Edgar Wright.
1: Yes.
0: But Ashley heads off to his office door to bring Ellison the coffee. She knocks on it. He opens it up thanks her for it, but promptly shuts the door when yeah. he gets a phone call. And he just leaves her standing there. And it, <laughs> <laughs> the shot lingers for an extra moment so you can realize how sad it is. Yeah. Because <laughs> she just kind of stands there like, I guess cool. that's it. Cool. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> thanks, Dad. But on the phone is Deputy So-and-so, and he brings good info. As it turns out, Barbecue 1979, the short film that we've seen. <laughs> right. <laughs> actually featured the martinez family of sacramento california their nine-year-old son however was never found he also provides the street address but when ellison gets info on the address of the miller family in st louis who are featured in the sleepy time 1998 video i keep saying featured like (laughs) they're
1: (laughs) introducing the martinez they were cast in
0: it was their big break (laughs) yeah it was but after he gets the address for the Sleepy Time 1998 video, he's taken aback and he rushes off the phone with Deputy So-and-so. He realizes that before the Stevensons moved to this current address where the Oswalds are currently living, they lived in the house where the Millers were murdered in St. Louis.
1: And I, oop. Uh, no, no shit.
0: <laughs> no thanks. Kind of a big deal. As he is preoccupied by this information, though, we see the zoomed-in photo of Mr. Boogie on his computer screen. He turns his head <laughs> yeah. to look at Ellison, yeah. but then he quickly snaps back to normal as Ellison takes a look at the screen.
1: He's like, "You getting this? Shit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you listening?"
0: It made me laugh because he's like happy that Ellison's piecing it together. He's like, yeah. "That's right." This yeah. oh. <laughs> turns back.
1: Oh, I'm inanimate. Yeah. Oh, that's mine.
0: Right.
2: And it it does look creepy, but again, like I said, I don't know why. I just kept thinking jigsaw.
0: I was like, yeah, the puppet? yeah. The puppet. I don't. It's tough because I'm torn. Again, it's a very cool moment, but is it necessary? Right, it's not. <laughs> like, isn't isn't the information he got scary enough? Right. Oh yeah. You know,
1: without him being like, mm-hmm. that's
0: right. <laughs> Another thing about that is, to me, I would kind of like it a little more if we had to wonder. Whether or not there really was a supernatural element, yeah. or if he's just kind of losing his mind. <laughs> right. But when so we like, see oh, that okay. shit, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, this is really <laughs> happening. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but Ellison looks back at the footage, I guess, that he took on his phone when he was falling through the attic. I guess. He decides to go through it frame by frame. And in the last frame, he sees the small hands of children holding on to him. That's when he just snaps his laptop closed.
1: Yeah, so we're through here, right? Yeah, Yeah. we're done. It's over. We're
0: going to move out, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. As I said, I was like, I don't know how necessary Mr. Boogie turning to look at him was. Yeah. I really don't think this was necessary (laughs) at all. Because, I mean, I've been watching this film like a hawk. Like Ethan Hawke. Like an <laughs> Ethan Hawke. <laughs> and I didn't even realize that he was still taping when he fell.
1: I didn't either. And the, uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't either.
0: The more I think about it, he would have had to have flipped his phone in his hand to tape himself as he's falling. So it just logistically doesn't make a <laughs> yeah. lot of sense. But I mean. We
1: got to get that shot. Yeah. Like,
0: of the ghost hands.
1: Yes. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> but that night, while in bed with Tracy, Ellison hears the projector running in his office. He gets out of bed to investigate, calling out to the kids because lately that's all it's been. Yeah. <laughs> but we see the family from hanging out, living up to the title of the film, as Ellison <laughs> gets into his office. We see that the video is somehow simultaneously playing on his laptop and from the projector, which I'm like, that's a problem. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but he shuts off the projector and he decides to zoom in on Mr. Boogie's face in the bushes on his laptop. He then goes over to his evidence wall and he snags the photo, holding it up to the office window where he can clearly see that bush. Yeah. As he moves the photo away, we actually see Mr. Boogie himself standing in the bushes, which causes Ellison to jump back. Well, yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You fucked up now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He rubs his eyes and after a few insidious style noises, Mr. Boogie (laughs) is gone. Granted, I like this scare a lot, but I would really prefer that he didn't zoom in on his computer before grabbing that photo we remember that yeah it felt like again the moment is designed to jog the audience's memory
1: remember it's like this was the bush you guys yeah Yeah. that just happened now watch
0: this
1: (laughs) you're not gonna believe Mm -mm. this shit
0: but ellison heads outside with a baseball bat and a real flashlight he scans the yard with the flashlight and he finds trevor hiding in the bushes with his eyes wide open stop why are you
1: here yeah stop it
2: I would have bashed Jackson one time, our son. been like, oh shit, oh my oh, God, are you are I'm so right? sorry. Yeah.
0: Now don't do that shit yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> but he scoops Trevor up and rushes back inside. Tracy rushes towards them both, and then Ellison says this is the worst it's ever been and that they need to put a lock on his door. After setting Trevor down in bed with Tracy to look after him, Ellison rushes back outside to retrieve his flashlight and bat. When he grabs the flashlight... He hears a dog snarling at him, omen style. He calmly says that he just wants to grab his bat, so if he comes close to him, he can bash his head in. (laughs) Okay, Jack Torrance. I know. (laughs) Take a shot. (laughs) Yes. So that's two references in one. I got to admit, that's one thing I do like about this film is there's a lot of sly references. Yeah, there is, yeah. And these are two back-to-back. But we get this wide shot of Ellison, and we see all the missing children standing in a line behind him. And it's like, so that's what's pissing this dog off. (laughs) But the dog just gives up and walks away and Ellison heads inside. In the kitchen, Tracy tries to convince Ellison to ditch the book and just move away. She says he's keeping something from her and that it's making him drink more and it's fucking up Trevor worse than ever. She says she wants to know why he's been acting different. And he says it's because he's never been onto anything this big before. He says it's bigger than Kentucky blood and says that this could be his in cold blood, which is Truman Capote. Mm -hmm. But he says that there could be a movie deal, a talk show circuit, awards. He's like planning his future.
1: Well, you didn't mention Justice once. No, he didn't. Oh, shit. I didn't (laughs) even think about that. Not a once.
0: Tavis Smiley's just shaking his head. Mm -mm, (laughs) mm -mm. Can't believe this guy. But she says that she's just worried about him and asks why he came in white as a ghost. He lies and he says that it was just because of that dog and compares him to Cujo.
1: <laughs> it's funny because when you see the dog in my notes, I put, uh uh-uh, uh, not today, Cujo. Yeah. And then he said it later and I was like, well, now I can't yeah. say it. But Made I still said it.
0: Joke killer. <laughs> but they laugh it off together and he tells her that every minute they're here is one minute closer to the happy ending that they've always dreamed of. Oh, mm. yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. But they kiss and the scene ends. I'm like, man. She's very easy to convince. She She is.
1: What a jerk, dude. (laughs) Gaslight, gaslight, gaslight. Oh, yeah. Good night. Well,
0: his... I got to be honest, man. His energy is kind of frightening. (laughs) 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 Because he, like, smacks his hand like Gordon Ramsay, and he's like, it's much bigger than that. I'm like, oh, my God. That's like... But... That next morning, Deputy So-and-so drops by to deliver some files from the department where the murders took place, I guess. He called them and had them fax him over, which is weird because he would have had to be waiting at that fax machine so the sheriff didn't see him. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, you know, you can't- Why are you standing over there? Uh... Uh... <laughs> but he asks if he can come in and tries to get the point across that he's not some local idiot that's starstruck by a famous writer. He's got a degree in criminology, and he admits, "Look, I know a series of connected murders when I see one."
1: You really thought he was a dumbass? Yeah. he did. That he was not going to put that together.
0: What makes me laugh is he's like, "I'm not a local idiot," and he's like, "Oh, I never thought." It's like, "Yes, yeah, you did." Yeah. <laughs>
1: he, you not only thought that you counted on it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Like, come on, this Allison. was
1: calculated.
2: I at least like that. Yes, you know what I mean. He's not just a stupid guy. No, no
0: I appreciate that so much, but. All the deputy asks is to be in the loop. If he's going to run interference with the sheriff, he kind of needs to know, you know,
1: literally the least he can do. Exactly.
0: He says, this town is his home. And what happened here happened to all of the townspeople. Ellison understands and invites him into his office. (laughs) Once inside the deputy sees a photo of Mr. Boogie and is like, who is that? (laughs) (laughs) But Ellison goes over everything he's found. He says, it's, ritualized more than it is serial murder. It's spread out starting in the 1960s at the very earliest, which would put the killer in his 60s or 70s.
1: Didn't he say from the 60s and then the deputies like the 1960s? Yeah. <laughs> no, the 20s. Yeah.
0: I was like, well, maybe he is kind of an idiot. <laughs> it was from 1760 when this began. No. <laughs> but... They realize that in reality, the killer's age doesn't matter because none of the murders really required any heavy lifting on the part of the killer. And in each case, toxicology reports show that the victims were drugged beforehand. So anybody, the elderly, whatever, could have reasonably done it. Right. But the real kicker is in each case, every family member was murdered except for one of the children, a child that disappeared. Ellison also points to the strange symbol that he found, and so the deputy recommends that Ellison should chat with a professor at the university who specializes in occult studies. But before he sends the deputy on his way, he asks him to find out where the Pool Party 1966 video happened. That night though, folks. Ellison picks up the only reel that he hasn't watched yet. Lawn work, 1986. He shuts off the lights, threads the film, and turns it on. We see the exterior of a house at night, where through the window we see a family of four, parents and two daughters, sitting together in a living room. We then cut to a gate opening in the backyard where we find a lawnmower. The person operating the camera gives it a start, and our POV is almost a bird's eye view over the mower as it moves. We see the mower pushed from the concrete into the grass, mowing along the edges. We push through the lawn for what feels like forever. A
1: long time. (laughs) It's a lot.
0: And you're just leaning in, but suddenly... One of the family members appears with a roar in the path of the mower blades. Ellison jumps out of his chair and his skin, and exits the room with the projector still rolling.
1: Uh, me too. Yeah, yeah. I'm not ashamed to admit that scared the fucking <laughs> shit out of me.
2: Well, that sucks. That yeah. T- <laughs> <laughs>
1: what a bad time right? yeah that well, <laughs> genuinely scared the shit well, out think of me about
2: it if that thing doesn't kill you immediately uh-huh. and just chops your face off and you're still alive oh it's...
1: yeah no thanks yeah um i will drown thank yeah. you <laughs> yeah maybe the bull one wasn't the worst yeah one. but yeah no it, it the timing of it it's long enough that you're like here it comes here mm-hmm. it comes but it it it's not yeah but it's not too long to where you're like man whatever like it's it's for me was just the perfect amount of time to make me hit the ceiling. And I did too. Oh my God. It <laughs> got me so bad.
0: The thing is, is that even with the roar, it's fucking excellent. Like, yeah. yeah, cause you could take that out and I'd still startle, but it all just works.
1: Yeah. And then the, I mean the angle looking down yes. yeah. on it with the flashlight or the light from the camera or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's just, Oh yeah.
0: And very effective. The thing about it for me is that it's the monotony of the shot Mm -hmm. and the monotony of the music with the shot. Oh, yeah. So the whole time you're just immersed, you're like, well, what's going to... Is anything going to... Oh, fuck! (laughs) It's funny
1: because when we were watching it, our daughter was in another... In the next room Mm -hmm. and she... That happened and I paused it basically to write that scared the fucking shit (laughs) out of me. And Ari goes, I heard you gasp from in here. (laughs)
0: It's like, mind your own business. It really scared me. It's... I mean... For me, again, (laughs) these Super 8 films, it cannot be overstated how great they are.
1: No, it really can't.
0: And this is, honestly, when I'm thinking about modern moments in horror films that are just perfect, this is at the top of the list. It's so good. It's one of the greatest moments. And- I remember seeing it in the theater and when this happened, it was electric. Uh, I bet. It was unbelievable. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The entire room just exploded and we knew we saw something special. (laughs) Yes. But Ellison takes a moment to collect himself before returning to the room and (laughs) shutting off the projector. Well? He lights a cigarette, which we haven't seen him do before. No. And hops onto a Skype call with Professor Jonas, played by Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Love this dude. We love him, yeah. Gomer Pyle.
1: Uh, Right. And again he's got like a little light on his desk and the mm-hmm. rest of the room is pitch black.
0: Yeah. <laughs> After what I just saw. Yes!
1: Vincent D'Onofrio is like, who am I speaking yeah. to?
0: <laughs> but as it turns out, Jonas is a big fan of Ellison's and he's happy to help. Interestingly, thanks to the photographs that I guess Ellison must've sent him earlier. Jonas is well aware of the cases that he's looking into. This is all due to the symbol that's painted on the walls. It's apparently super obscure and not something well known which helps him out to determine these cases yeah the interesting thing though is that in the photos we also see that the symbol was painted on the hood of the car in the barbecue video which i did not notice before no yeah i caught it on the wall on the other video but i was like oh shit it's in that one too yeah <laughs> and it made me want to go back i'm like what well, was it in the hanging out video yeah. was it in the so the rewatchability guys yeah <laughs> yeah But the symbol is associated with a pagan deity from Babylonian times by the name of Bagul, the eater of children. So I guess it's Bagul or Mr. Boogie if you're you're nasty. (laughs) (laughs) But this unsettles Ellison. And Jonas handles the conversation like he's like talking about the score to a football game or something. Yeah. yeah. He's like, so this dude eats children. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, why is this not frightening? Yeah, no shit. I mean, maybe studying it desensitizes you. It's almost like us mm-hmm. with horror movies.
1: I, I guess. But you know what? Ellison does not look like he's okay. No. no. So I'm explaining all this shit to you. And he's like,
0: <laughs> I mean, like, what What, <laughs> what like, have you gone through? Yeah. Why are you gasping?
1: What, what is happening <laughs> with you?
0: Why is your face so wet? <laughs> But Jonas's wife even brings him a cup of tea and he just casually thanks her. Funny thing is, according to Film School Rejects, the woman who brings him the tea is actually Cargill's wife in a cameo (laughs) role. (laughs) But he explains that each case involves a missing child, which is interesting because every surviving story of Bagul includes him using different methods to trick children away from the physical world to trap them in his netherworld where he... (laughs) I guess, eats their souls. I guess. But he says over a period of time, so I guess it's like split into different meals. He's just snacking. He's (laughs) meal planning. He's noshing. Yeah, I respect it. (laughs) (laughs) But as they're dealing with true crime, he says that worshiping Bagul at the scene has to involve either a blood sacrifice or the literal eating of a child. He doesn't really go in for all the supernatural shit.
1: Yeah, he's like, or, you know, (laughs) wholesale child eating.
0: (laughs) Is that an industry term? I never... (laughs) new to me but Ellison's like so whoever did this is eating kids yeah. <laughs> I'm like what and Jonas says that even though that would fit the stories there's no evidence of that happening at the scene of any of these crimes that we've seen
1: yeah like no napkins or no, like sauces right. or anything a fork
0: <laughs> <laughs> but he po- he posits that it might be part of a cult initiation and then it hits him there's been another bagul related murder hasn't there and Ellison's like yeah <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but he asks for all the information that ellison can give him we then see ellison snagging all bagul related materials including the projector and he leaves his office locking the door like a good husband and father i do want to point out maybe because he had to keep Jonas on his good side, but he did leave out that he saw Bagul in the bushes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which to me seems pretty important.
0: I might have led but, with that. Yeah. Although Jonas might have been like, This interview is over. Yeah. <laughs> so you never know. But that morning at three twenty two AM, Ellison awakes in bed to the sound of the projector running again. He rushes to his office to not only find that the door is open but family hangout is playing on the screen once again I think that's the
1: favorite Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: well he's like we you live here yeah.
1: <laughs> look out the window yeah.
0: these reruns are just
1: <laughs> it's too much
0: <laughs> but Ellison walks through the house ready to swing on a motherfucker cause he grabs that baseball bat mm-hmm. again it's his weapon of choice but there's no lights no no
1: no no, no. <laughs> no lights
0: but every creak is putting him on edge. We then get a close up shot and a jump scare as the ghoulish face of Stephanie Stevenson, the missing girl from the murders that took place in this house, leans into the frame right next to Ellison's face. Could have done without that. Yeah. Right. I feel like that was just for us.
1: She does look creepy, though. It looks yeah. great. Yeah. Ellison, I agree.
0: Ellison doesn't even notice, though. No. Yeah. <laughs> but she follows behind him in slow motion, jumping off a countertop and disappearing into the shadows. As she lands, the floor creaks, which causes him to turn around. Now, that I love. Yeah. yeah. Because it's almost like giving you inside access. It's like behind the music for ghosts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you thought that was just a house noise, Mm-mm. but... Mm-mm. I Mm-mm. was jumping off a of countertop, too.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, I think that's the thing about this sequence is that it's the balance of that kind of cliche horror thing of skulking through the house with creepy children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, that's some cool shit. Yeah. yeah. But Ellison makes his way into the living room, peeking out a window as a ghoulish boy, I'm assuming from the pool party video, because he is shirtless, yeah. <laughs> slips into the frame. Ellison walks right by him and he follows right behind. Now in the main hall, he looks around in all directions, unaware that a ghoulish girl in a yellow raincoat stands at the end of the hall like one of the Grady twins. <laughs> Take a shot. Take a shot. <laughs> One thing I did point out, or I wanted to point out anyway, is that considering that it was raining in the Lawn Work '86 video, I assume she's the girl that's missing mm, from that family. Okay. And I also want to point out that 1986 is when Stephen King's It came out, and she's wearing yellow a- rain ah. slicker. Exactly. Wow. That's so I'm good. like, it's another reference. Yeah, that's I think good. that one's very sly. Yeah. If it's one at all. <laughs> <laughs> you made it one. Right. right? I- I'm sure. But as she darts away, Ellison hears it and walks in her direction. As he walks towards the camera, which is now pulling back another ghoulish child, possibly from the Sleepy Time family. Sure. Yeah. He chases after him in slow motion before breaking out into a side hatch to another room.
1: So, that was my question, is why are all these kids like too fast?
0: They're, they're like- just, they're hardcore parkour. <laughs> they yeah. yeah. They're just fucking why? with him. Yeah. <laughs> I think the funny thing is they're fucking with him, but he doesn't know. No. Yeah. He doesn't this even know it. This is just for it. them. This is just for us.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. true.
0: But the floor creaks as he breaks out and Ellison turns around to face that noise. I will say, I did read that they kind of filmed these sequences twice, one with just the kids and one with Ellison, which is how they're kind of able to do it to where he's walking in normal speed and they're all in slow motion. Uh, that's cool. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. But he continues back to his office where he finds the projector running again. He checks in on Ashley, who appears to be sleeping, but the camera spins around to reveal that she is wide awake on the wall next to her is a painting of the stevenson family hanging from the tree with a large likeness of bagul painted next to it next to the painting sits stephanie who shushes ashley i don't know
1: what yeah uh ashley's having a moment yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh it was a lot that is a lot yeah
0: and i do want to point out that this painting of bagul next to her bed never comes up again
1: yeah i thought about that too So ellison be like what the fuck yeah. he's like somebody do
0: not let your yeah. fucking mother see that shit <laughs> but no it never even never comes up right next to her bed but we cut to ellison frantically making sure all the doors and windows are locked before sitting down on the couch in the living room we watch as he leans his head back and dozes off in a static shot we see the sun rising behind him through the window as dusk turns into dawn
1: I loved that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I'm a sucker for a good transition, though. No
0: joke. I kind of live for shit like this. Yeah, it was good.
2: But he still didn't turn on a single light through any of that.
1: <laughs> he's like, the sun will come up soon. It's yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe he's
2: just a stickler I mean, about not... the
0: electricity bill. <laughs> Look, I mean, I don't man, know.
1: I'm not
2: gonna lie to you. If some creepy shit's going on, uh-huh. I'm not just gonna stay in the dark. Oh no, no.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm not just call me stay. what you want. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm. Yeah. The lights will, the dome light will be on in the fucking car because uh-huh. I'm gone.
0: <laughs> so you're even leaving the light on in the car. Yes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> correct. <laughs>
0: But Ellison wakes up, baseball bat still in hand, heading back into his office to find the box of Super 8 films are still in their box.
1: Yeah. I'm, Uh, (laughs) all right. Yeah, I can't help you.
0: But in the next scene, we see Ellison sitting in the living room with Deputy So-and-so in a very, I'm super rattled, but trying not to appear rattled (laughs) kind of way. He asked if there was anything weird about the Stevensons or if he heard any complaints about strange things happening in the house. The deputy says no, but then he says that it's clear that something happened to Ellison. <laughs> yes, it, yeah. it really is. It's very clear. He's not hiding it well at all, but he says that it's clear that he wants to talk about it. So he asked if he talked to Tracy at all about whatever it is.
1: Oh, no, I can't do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're not going to be doing that.
0: When he does say no, he's yeah. like. Well, does she know that this house is where the Stevensons were murdered? Yeah. And he's like, uh. <laughs> and the deputy's like, "Oh my god. <laughs> like,
1: Are you fucking kidding yeah. me?" Yeah,
0: he's like, "That is not a conversation I want to be around for." No. Ellison's like, "Neither do I." <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's why I didn't have it.
0: But Ellison explains that he saw something weird, but he does preface it by saying that he doesn't believe in anything paranormal. He tries to confirm one last time that the Stevensons never heard or saw anything. And oddly, that answer has not changed in two minutes.
3: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> but this is when the deputy keeps it real. He's like, look, you moved into this house, immediately immersed yourself in this case and the headspace of the family who lived here. And now you're realizing things are a little deeper and darker than you anticipated. And you also keep a lot of whiskey in your office. <laughs>
1: I mean and
0: Allison's like oh no I don't know (laughs) dude
1: no it's just decoration man I don't even
0: (laughs) but he's like look I don't think you're an alcoholic (laughs) and I don't even think you're making this up but he says that he thinks that he's having a hard time processing everything and his mind's just kind of doing shit Allison's like, so you don't believe in any of this paranormal stuff? And the deputy's like, no, I believe in all of it. (laughs) And he says, I wouldn't sleep a night in this house. He's like, four people were fucking murdered in your backyard. That little girl's missing. He's like, I got to be nuts to
1: yeah <laughs> he's well. like maybe i'm uh, going a little too hard on you he did i feel like a, a majority of the dialogue in this film is just ellison being fucking dragged for yeah whatever well yeah
0: but he decides to kind of take a step Reel back <laughs> and he tells ellison look you need to just get out more and clear your head which is great advice
1: solid yeah
0: ellison explains what happened the night before and how he woke up and the deputy tells him that staying in the house is just going to continue to mess with his head, which is true. Yeah. right. In the next scene, Ellison's in his office on his laptop when suddenly Tracy calls his name very urgently. He rushes into the hallway where he finds Tracy scolding Ashley for painting on the wall in the hallway, which really just goes against the only rule that they had. But Ellison freezes when he sees what she's painted. It's Stephanie sitting on the tire swing with a frown on her face.
1: It's a great painting. Yeah. Oh, it's
0: good. The one takeaway is that your kid's a true artist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're not going anywhere, oh, but no. she is. Yeah.
0: Your book's going to flop, but she right? might. <laughs> She's got a chance. <laughs> Ashley says she would have kept the painting in her room, but since that room used to be Stephanie's brother's, Stephanie didn't want it in there. Oop. Tracy's like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? And Ashley's like, Stephanie, dude, the girl that dad's writing <laughs> yeah. the book about. Come on. Don't you? And then. Catch up. Yeah. It's, first of all, I mean, I don't know how Tracy would assume that Ashley found this out. Maybe school?
1: Maybe. I don't understand how nobody's told Tracy in town. She's never heard it. She's never. Yeah, they're like, oh, so the Whoa. Stevenson house. Right? Yeah. <laughs> seen any ghosts yet oh, she what? Said,
0: what? i'm sorry she said
2: earlier that people don't talk to her people look I, at her funny I and- that's guess. true
0: which i yeah maybe they wouldn't approach her yeah but uh there it is folks yeah ashley is sent to her room and the parents retire to the master bedroom <laughs> to argue
1: <laughs> she sends her to her room and she goes close the door i'm like because there is going to yeah. be Alice. it will get loud
0: <laughs> tracy's obviously pissed and ellison reminds her of the semantics That she didn't want to know. Stop. Sorry. And she technically asked if they were living a few houses down from a crime scene. And much like like with paranormal activity, Tracy is not impressed with his (laughs) wordplay at (laughs) all. But he tries to put an air freshener on it and say that, you know, it didn't happen in the house. It happened in the backyard. (laughs) Which... What do you think that means, something? No, not to no. me.
1: <laughs> not at all.
0: Again, she's not impressed. No. He confirms that Trevor's drawing from last week actually happened here, and she brings up his night terrors and the fact that Ashley just drew a dead girl. Yeah. Ellison's like, um, actually, she's missing. Uh, yeah. I was like, dude. Yeah. Shut Stop. the fuck Smooth. Up. Smooth, man. Stop I just can't it. believe it. Uh, again. Tracy's not impressed. She asks if he understands how bad he's fucked up by putting his family at risk. And Ellison's like, "A risk of what? More paintings? Yeah. I'm like, We're Ellison? leaving. Divorce. Yeah. Like, I'm God. Done. But the argument continues, bringing up the awful past, the shitty present, and the hopeful future if Ellison is allowed to finish the book. He says his books are his legacy, and his writing is the only thing that gives his life meaning. Tracy counters by saying that their marriage gives his life meaning and his kids are his legacy and storms out. Again, he's like,
1: damn.
0: <laughs> like a real asshole. Yeah.
1: It kills me because in that argument, he's like, and what am I supposed to do? Edit
0: textbooks? Teach? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Either of those things would be <laughs> great. He's. I, again, I want to be famous. <laughs> yeah. You you feel bad for him because he's trying to recapture something that he once had. You do, but you don't. Yeah, yeah that's know.
2: I mean, Come on, man. dude. I get yeah, it. I, yeah. I get I'm it, kidding, but man. this
0: is your family. Yeah. Don't do that. I read that this was one of the biggest fears of both the writers of the film is that they would ever find themselves chasing career aspirations. At the expense of their family. Oh, wow. And so putting this in there, this, I guess, probably scared them more yeah. than anything. Yeah. To me, it was just kind of funny. <laughs> there was there was a moment in the argument where he's totally wrong and she calls him on it and he throws his hands up like, I can't believe yeah. this. It's like, you have no right to be offended, dude. This bitch is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you are the aggressor. <laughs> but that night, Tracy tucks Ashley into bed and she apologizes for painting on the wall. Now... That painting of Bagul is right next yeah. to her head. But maybe it's just too dark. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's a
1: very poorly lit
0: house. Yeah. But Tracy walks into the living room where Ellison is fast asleep watching another one of his old interviews.
1: Is that like how he self-soothes? I get. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, it's almost like uh, how Dennis on Sunny keeps those tapes there to relive, <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's the same basic bear, right? I <laughs> <laughs> but in this interview, Young Ellison is talking about planning a family with Tracy and realizing in doing so that his career doesn't matter as much as his wife and his kids do. She very sweetly wakes him up and takes him to bed. I guess that was an apology from the past. She's like,
1: oh, he used to be a good man.
0: I guess I'll forgive him for being an asshole
1: now.
0: (laughs) But later that night, when they're fast asleep, we get a POV shot of someone holding a camera. The light turns on right on Ellison's sleeping face. Just as quick as it appeared, it shuts off and we hear the sound of the projector running again. Ellison lurches up, holding his head as the sound gets louder. He makes his way to his office, keys in hand, but when he gets inside, he finds that the projector and all the Super 8 films are missing. That desk is just clean. Mm -hmm. At the center of the house, though, he sees that the ladder leading up to the attic is down and lights are flashing from above. He asks out loud, what is happening?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Scary shit. Yeah. Do you go up or?
1: Are you fucking? <laughs> Did we just I'm meet? joking.
0: No, I don't understand why he doesn't just shut the ladder and tape it. <laughs> just... <Yeah. laughs> I'm stuck on the tape, I guess. <laughs> I just don't, there's not, you're not going to find anything no, good. not no. at all. No. There's no reason.
2: That's what I'm saying. Call me what you want. I'm not
0: going to go up there. Mm-mm.
1: Fuck you. <laughs> <Call me> with- <laughs> yeah. It's yeah,
2: like
3: all the hey names oh, in the book. No. Yeah. Don't
0: give a shit. Don't give a fuck. But eerie music plays as he ascends the ladder. As he peeks his head up, he sees all of the missing children, ghoulish as ever, sitting down and watching what appears to be the Sleepy Time 1998 video. They all turn to face him. And his face is just covered in sweat as we see Bagul appear on screen. <laughs> this is sidebar. I as I was writing my script, I paused it here to write this portion, and I noticed it was just Bagul's massive head, and I was like, nope. no. <laughs> no. And I just I was like, that play a couple more seconds. He he turned at me as I was writing the notes yeah. and I'm like, No. Oh, shit. But out of nowhere bagul leans his head into the frame directly in front of ellison in person and so ellison drops down the ladder hitting every single rung on the way down
1: he falls noisy as fuck oh and yeah like, ah, no, ah. When that,
0: <laughs> and that's my problem know. is okay
1: nobody fucking wears up
0: <laughs> there's so much stuff that happens here he hits every rung he falls onto the floor after a second the projector and all of oh, the equipment right. fall and hit you're the floor right. as well. And that's when he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and no one comes to help. Nobody heard. No, nothing. I'm like fucking Tracy can sense Trevor in the bushes yeah. because he did not scream that time. No. Yeah. But she was like, Tre- what's that Lassie? Trevor's in trouble <laughs> and runs outside. But this dude is screaming in the hallway at the top and of no, his lungs. Nothing.
1: <laughs> Maybe they're just like, dad's back yeah. on his bullshit. Yeah. God
0: damn. The interesting thing about this is I read that this film was shot out of sequence. And so they had to tell Ethan Hawke how afraid to be at certain points to ratchet it up. They're like
1: 11. This, yes. This, <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was the highest point. <laughs> Apparently, they showed him a scene from Shelley Duvall in The Shining and were basically like, do that.
1: <laughs> and he did. Yeah. He's, uh, Jack Torrance is coming through the yeah. door. Okay. <laughs>
0: But Ellison scoops up all the films and the projector itself, throws them into a trash can outside and burns them. He's like, fuck this shit. I'm done.
2: (laughs) The old let's burn it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course. Uh, But you
1: know what? Again, hmm. and I'm going to say it again in a minute. This is what you want them to do. Yeah. I'm like, get fucking rid of it. Take it to the police. Throw it in the ocean, burn it, but get rid of it. Throw it in it. the ocean. I don't do whatever. Get the fuck out of your house. We've
2: already learned from Senor Baba <laughs> It's not <laughs> It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's
0: not gonna happen. Like you know it's those reels aren't yeah. done, man. <laughs> They're gonna show up again. But I guess because she smells the fire, yeah. <laughs> Tracy finally comes out and he's like she's like, What are you doing? She's like, Were you screaming at yeah. me? <laughs> <laughs> but Ellison's like, look, you were right and we have to leave now. He tells her to get the kids and pack the car and that they have to get the fuck out of here. He actually screams at her.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. He screams well, at her because she's like, why? What happened? Yeah. And it's like, you just found out that this whole family died here and there's a kid missing. Yeah. And your husband is wet. Like, yeah. Yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah. it's wet and fear and he's burning shit in the middle of the night. Mm. Just get the kids. Yeah. Don't fucking ask. You can ask him in the car. We will. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Just get the kids. We, we will talk deal about it with this later. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> But as all the bagul materials burn, they do just that. And we get this really cool... it. The montage of them grabbing everything isn't cool, but the music is really awesome. Yeah. It is. But the entire family is scooped up and packed into the car. Clearly speeding out of town, Ellison tells the family that they're heading home like he promised.
1: Again, what you yell at them to do. Yeah. Take your shit and get and the go. fuck out of here. This is what you want out of your horror protagonist. I appreciate when they go against the... Uh-huh. You know, yeah. running upstairs instead of out the front door when yeah, they go no. against it. He's like, I have seen enough. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm done. And what's funny to me is that he is finally reached the point in his own mind that this shit is too scary. Yeah. <laughs> Even for my fame hungry ass. I can't I've stay here. I've not to this <laughs> long. <laughs> but unfortunately for them, he speeds right past a police cruiser and is promptly pulled over. And I'll be a son of a bitch, but it's that asshole sheriff. Yeah, it's
1: sheriff friendly. But <laughs> dude, would a sheriff typically sit at a speed trap in the middle of the night, like two in the morning? Yeah, I thought that was a bit strange, but okay.
2: No, I'm. Uh, one guy I used to uh, play Destiny with. Uh huh. He was a deputy sheriff. And oh really? He worked graves, and he said he hated it because that's what he did. Well, shut my mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As we said, the detail is amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: he was a consultant yeah
0: <laughs> but the sheriff asked for the license and registration and says they were driving pretty fast ellison explains he was just trying to take his advice leave town and never come back the sheriff checks to make sure that they weren't bullied away which i thought was kind of nice yeah
1: well he flavored it as i don't want to be reading shit no, in your fucking have. book. See that,
0: then that's where he <laughs> lost me so i was like wow the <laughs> sheriff's nice nope still an never asshole mind. <laughs> but ellison says no and he's like there isn't even gonna be a book We see the light return to Tracy's eyes as soon as she hears him say that.
1: No, but...
0: (laughs) The sheriff is also delighted to hear it and he rips up the ticket and bids them farewell. Tracy asks if he's sincere about abandoning the book and when he says he is, they kiss and then drive away. (laughs) That cop, he's, don't forget to fuck yourself now. (laughs) 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 He's gotta be him, man. (laughs) But in, in the next scene, the family is moving back into their absolutely
1: fucking mansion yeah.
0: superior home <laughs> if look if my house was this nice i would write that fucking book from a hotel we don't need to yeah, move into the no, goddamn no shit i'll commute no, it's
1: an amazing are house. you
0: fucking kidding me and a
1: ghost free home yes yeah no murders mm-hmm. why would you ever leave
0: no yeah. angry no angry the- wife no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no night terror children like it's it's on. a paradise yeah. oh no yeah I can't stress how nice, but I, <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, oh, this movie doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah, oh, I right. said,
1: okay, but why do they live in a fucking mansion?
0: <laughs> Kentucky blood did good, right? right? <laughs> but Ellison gets a call from deputy so-and-so as they're unpacking inside, and he doesn't take it. The entire family seems way happier, though. They're just joking <laughs> yeah. around.
1: They're like, back, back in the
0: 1%. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that night, as a storm rages outside... Ellison stokes the coals in the fireplace in his amazing office. I do, of course, have to call out the color palette of the... Of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the flames against the blue of the rain outside. I, I live for it. <laughs> but after erasing all the notes on his whiteboard, Ellison sits down his laptop to check his emails. At the top of the list is three scanned images from Professor Jonas. They're all very archaic looking, the first of which features a large scorpion... Another one features a dog and a bone, and another one features a snake, which is all interesting, Mm -hmm. because these are all animals that- I've come
1: into contact with all those motherfuckers in the last week.
0: I think Ellison realizes this, and so he decides to FaceTime with the professor one last time. Once he gets him on the horn, Jonas explains that there really isn't a ton of stuff left about Bagul, but what Ellison is looking at is an engraving, a sketch, and an old fresco from the Dark Ages. Jonah says that Christians destroyed the majority of bagul artifacts because they believed he lived inside of them and could possess anyone who saw them to do terrible things.
1: Oh, no. Yeah.
0: Like, maybe it could have led. With I've that. seen them. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you send them to me? Right. <laughs> but Ellison looks at one of the old drawings, which shows three people drowning in water with large stones tied to their legs. It's almost like a medieval test run for right. a fucking, uh, pool party. Right. But Jonas says that some people also believe that Bagul could abduct people through the images with children being the most susceptible. Ellison asks if, you know, what if uh, these images were destroyed with fire? Could that close the gateway and keep Bagul from entering the world? Oh, no. Destroying it sets it Yeah, (laughs) no,
1: (laughs) makes it more powerful than ever.
0: It makes me laugh because instead of answering, Professor Jonas is like, in the stories? (laughs) Like, what (laughs) the fuck fuck is is happening? And he then asks, uh, the fuck kind of book are you writing, <laughs> yeah. man? It's like, I thought you were a true crime. But Ellison realizes that he has gone off the rails a little, and he just thanks Jonas for his time and gets off the <laughs> call. Gotta go.
2: I, I do want to say, an earlier, I forgot to mention it, hmm. Professor Guy or Jonas, he's fucking Wilson Fisk. He's yes, king. he is.
0: <laughs> love that guy. We love this. No, he's uh, great. Man. And it's funny because I remember seeing the trailer for the movie Rings, and in that movie, he's basically playing this exact same <laughs> character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's literally a professor on Skype. All right.
1: He's back. Given all yeah. the exposition.
0: So, I mean, hey, they're like, they saw this movie and they're like, that's a great yes. idea. He's right. like,
1: hopefully I can help you better than the other. Guys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but Ellison then decides to delete all of the Bagul related files from his computer. He then gets another call from deputy so-and-so, but declines it again.
2: To answer the call, man. Yes. I
1: know.
0: Just because you're not writing your book anymore doesn't mean that... He's yeah. like, you know, oh, he's, he's of
1: no use to me now.
0: Yeah. So he was using him. Pizza. Yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> but after declining the call, Ellison heads out from his office, taking a box into the attic. But he stops dead in his tracks when he sees in the center of the attic is a box labeled Home Movies.
2: I'm back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: He cautiously makes his way over and opens it up to find the Super 8s and the projector inside in mint condition. He flips the box over to find a small package labeled Extended Cut Endings.
1: Not the director's <laughs> cut. No, no I, I, I want no part of it. No.
0: The no. ghoul's like the studio interfered with <laughs>
1: <laughs> this my was my previous...
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was my vision.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> But Ellison opens it up to find missing reels from each of the snuff films. I got to say, I love that fucking Mr. Boogie with this wordplay and shit. Yeah. yeah. Not only the names of the movies, but he's like, these are the extended. (laughs) (laughs) cuts. But Ellison very arduously pieces them together, frantically taking sips of coffee between the work. Deputy so-and-so calls again and Ellison finally answers it. The deputy apologizes for calling so late and Ellison asks what the problem is. He answers. The problem is that Ellison moved. He explains that after looking at all the information, he finally saw the connection. The dates and addresses. Every single family lived in one of the houses where a previous murder had taken place. And when you put them all together, you see a pattern. The Stevensons lived in the house where the Millers had their throats cut, but before they moved to St. Louis, the Millers lived in the house where the Deluzio lawn massacre happened. And before the Deluzios lived there, they lived in the Sacramento home where the Martinez family was burned alive. It all goes back to the 1966 pool party film. And the deputy explains that if the killer is still out there, Ellison has not only sped up the timeline of the murders, but he's put his family right in the middle of it. You played yourself. (laughs) Congratulations. The
1: one time that they do what they're supposed to do. It was the
0: wrong thing. Oh, my God. So again, with them using some cliches in this film, I love that they're turning some on their heads. Yes. Yeah, Because that's, this is brilliant. Yeah. But it makes me laugh because Ellison just thanks him and gets off the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Ellison then retires to his chair and switches on the projector to watch the snuff films again with the added footage. After we watch Family Hangout, we see Stephanie climb down from the tree, playfully hanging from the legs of her dead parents, rushing to the camera and shushing the audience before disappearing.
1: That was a lot. Oh, yeah. Her hanging there and being like, (laughs) what? It's
0: fantastic.
1: Yeah, like that was crazy. It's eerie as shit.
0: Yeah. But in Barbecue 79, we see that the missing son approaches the camera, shushes the audience before disappearing as well. The trend continues for each of the missing children in Pool Party 66, Sleepy Time 98, and Lawn Work 86. Not only are they disappearing into Begul's netherworld, but they themselves are the ones who committed the murders we've been watching this entire time.
1: Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: that's fucking crazy. Oh, it's terrifying. At this point, I was like, man, I was really scared before, and I was like, wait, I don't got no kids! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck God! I was so happy, I was like, man, that's for you guys to worry about. (laughs) Oh, shit. So long. (laughs) It's a little selfish, but (laughs) so long. (laughs) Ellison suddenly becomes lightheaded.
1: Well, and I have to point it out because I said I was going to point it out. But as he's watching, he goes, "It's the missing kids." Yeah, we yeah. we know, we know. Well, Again, the studio. We know.
2: I mean, you you just helped him Why did you put this film together?
0: What helped Bagul
2: Yeah, when he was <laughs> drinking the coffee and put, oh shit, I gotta watch this. Well, my no, f- you don't.
1: Well, I mean, no, he did. <laughs> you don't. It's like I gotta see how yeah. it is.
0: <laughs> he literally gave up on everything else. He could have been like, nope. i'm done with that that was a weird weird phase in my life (laughs) (laughs) this
1: is the version i've never seen
0: (laughs) (laughs) the artist's true intent (laughs) but very lightheaded he heads over to his desk and picks up his coffee which appears to have some kind of green ectoplasm (laughs) yeah there's like (laughs) uh, bits of glow stick inside of it i don't know yeah (laughs) but there's a childlike note on his desk that reads good night daddy and Ellison just collapses to the floor. <laughs> the
1: pettiness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I well, live for it. Well, and
2: you know what? I didn't even, I didn't notice it until the second time, but that note was sitting on his desk. Oh man.
0: He was too when busy. He, when <laughs> he was
2: putting all the stuff together, drinking uh-huh. the coffee and he puts it down, I was like, I, I noticed the paper, but I didn't pay no mind to it. Uh-huh. And then when he reads it and puts it down, I was like... That was there the whole time
1: on his fucking desk. I'm sure he didn't either. He's like, man, fuck those kids, I'm busy.
0: But in all honesty, until you start feeling lightheaded. It's sweet. That's really sweet. (laughs) But foam begins to drip out of Ellison's mouth and Ashley appears behind him. She commends him for making the films longer and says they're much better this way. The screen then fades to black and when we fade back in, the entire Oswald family is tied up in duct tape in Ellison's office.
1: Uh great foreshadowing with the coffee yes. I just mm-hmm. wanted to point that out
0: That's I feel like there are a few moments like when she's saying about the night terrors yeah. yeah as well like all that stuff you're like piecing it together yeah and I don't know why but it's way scarier to see Ashley doing this I was yeah. about to
1: say with the night terrors and whatever you're kind of once you put it together and you're like oh he's about to get got yeah. yeah. you expect it to be Trevor yeah. so I, ex- I did right but it being the little girl you're like oh, oh shit, shit.
0: That's way worse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not that either would be good. but No.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Ashley drags an axe across the floor with one hand, holding the Super 8 camera in the other. She leans down to Ellison and says, don't worry, daddy. I'll make you famous again. <laughs> That's, that might be the best line in the whole film. Yeah. <laughs> I love God it so damn. much. I can't even tell you. But she lines up the shot and approaches him. Setting the camera down on the floor, we get a shot of Ellison's head through the Super 8 lens. Ashley readies the axe and the camera cuts away before she brings it down. Now covered in blood, Ashley approaches the camera in the hallway, shushing the audience before picking the camera up, showing off her most recent paintings all over the walls in her family's blood.
1: More uh, great foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. With like, the painting of the walls. I'm loving this. It's like, it. you think these are just little character moments, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you're like, oh no, that meant something or it was oh, yeah. going to mean something.
0: And that's just impressive. Yeah. We also see that Bagul's symbol is painted in blood on one of the doors at the end of the hall. She turns the camera back down the hall where all the other missing kids are waiting. As they approach the camera, we pan out to find Ashley watching the footage in her father's office as she draws the murders that she just committed onto the lid of the home movies box. The projected children turn to face her and she approaches the projection screen. Their eyes follow her as she walks towards the projector. She tilts her head to the side like Michael Myers Mm -hmm. (laughs) and in a flash of lightning we see Bagul standing right behind her. As the children run away on screen, Bagul picks Ashley up and carries her out of the room. They disappear onto the projected film and we watch as he carries her away down the hall. The screen cuts to black and fades back in to reveal the box of Super 8 films and the projector in the Oswalds' attic. There's a new film that reads House Painting 2012. We pull back from it but are jump-scared once again by Bagul leaning into the frame. We then cut to black, and the credits roll.
1: Before you ask the customary question, Mm -hmm. I just have to put out that I hated the jump-scare. Yes. (laughs) My literal thought was, okay, Sinister.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah.
1: You're better than this. The (laughs) jump-scare.
0: First of all, the jump-scare is the exact same jump-scare that was used earlier. I think it's just the same shot reversed to the other side. side. (laughs) You know? But I did read that they were just going to end it on the box of the films. They should have. And then one of the people at Summit Entertainment was like, we got to end this with a jump scare. And to that person's, you know, I don't want to give them any credit. So not to their credit. No. (laughs) Derrickson did have final cut. So he could have said no but he added it in anyway mm. because he said that it allowed to cut the tension from what we just watched. But I don't want to cut the tension. Yeah. No. That, yeah. that whole let sequence let was us, amazing.
1: Let us sit in that
0: and then leave the theater like fucked up. I like leaving the theater. Fucked yeah. up. Yeah.
1: Agreed. And when you say final cut, I just think of Roman from Scream. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. I, I didn't like that either. The no. jump scare. I What I did like was that little hallway scene. Yes. Uh-huh. Because it kind of gave me like a video game vibe. But I was like, oh my like, God. <laughs> is this, this
1: PT? Yeah, yeah, I was like, God this damn. yeah. I was like, this is
0: fucking great. But I will ask the customary question. Right. What did you guys think of Sinister?
1: I mean, it wasn't perfect. But I was glad that I really didn't remember a lot. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like going in fresh again. And... I really appreciated the majority of this. I know I always bitch about stuff being remade and repackaged. Right. Oh, we've seen this a million times before. There was stuff in this that I hadn't seen Mm -hmm. before. And that was um, a treat. I think Mm -hmm. my, my complaint would be that this film stoops sometimes Mm -hmm. to stuff that lesser films kind of use as a crutch, if that makes sense. Cause this film didn't need that no we didn't need the jump scares we didn't need the it's the missing children <laughs> we didn't need the spoon feeding so yeah it's not it's not perfect to me for a little right. nitpicky shit like that but i really loved the story and i adored those fucking super eights yes and it's not often i know i always talk about being a pussy or whatever <laughs> it's not often that like i'll get jump scared but i don't really see that that's an accomplishment because like a loud noise makes me jump mm-hmm. like but that fucking lawnmower scene.
2: Man. No, it was good.
1: <laughs> that's, genuinely, I did jump out of my skin. It fucking scared me.
0: Like, <laughs> it scared me for real. It's one of the most effective scares yes. in modern <laughs> times. Like, I don't see how anyone could argue with that.
1: Agreed. Yeah,
0: but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> jump, Paul. Um,
2: I had a lot of fun talking about the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Like I said, I don't hate the movie. I do like it. The things that hurt it for me are how dark it is. Mm. And then, the, <laughs> the, like you said, like some of the cliches and then like, you know, the predictability. Oh, I'm going to go burn it. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, it's back. You know, it's <laughs> like, come on, dude. We, you know, it's coming back. Uh-huh. It's not over that. We fast. know it's coming Here, back. Well, no, I know, but you know.
0: I think, I think they subvert that a little bit because as I was watching it the first time, I was like, well, it's obviously not done. Right. But they're like, yeah, it's not done. But also, your daughter is gonna fucking murder all of you. It happens in
1: in a way that you don't think it's gonna happen no. right even if it is a bit predictable that well we still got 20 minutes left yeah. i don't think they made it out
0: it's like i see the time bar <laughs> yeah. but i think that that allows for them to get away with that one right in my book because it's like look yeah we get it but we're also about to up the ante right with some shit you never now, even
2: <laughs> now on that same you know what i mean on that i do like that they're dead uh-huh. You know uh, what I mean? Yes. You know, th- thank you for having her kill her family and not just like, um. well, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, May like, and I are just like, like um... <laughs> well
0: it can not, you stay over
2: like she's like i'm gonna make you famous daddy and then the cop comes in and shoots her in the head i, and I then, totally agree because you know i feel like
0: like deputy so-and-so saves yeah. life.
1: I, I feel like either that would happen or it'd be like ashley it's me remember remember yeah. it's daddy he's like and i was i out. was
0: in gattaca yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh captain my captain <laughs> but yes Totally agree. Yeah. Even though it sounds fucked up, I'm also glad that she killed her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh
2: I like the the demon part or the whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, typical white monster. You know what <laughs> I mean. You just suit, long hair, mm-hmm. white face. I mean, we
0: love it. Yeah, the tenth member of Slipknot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, I, I I agree with both points. I think that their ability to build tension the way that they do mm-hmm. is just remarkable. No, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one thing I did forget to mention is that I think that it was such a smart choice to, at least for the majority of the start of the film, it's kind of grounded with this true crime element. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're like, well, you know, maybe this is just some fucked up shit that happened. These are just snuff films. Right. And then
1: we just kind of further get off
0: base. It it just gets worse and worse. Yeah, it does. (laughs) 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 Scarier and scarier. But I do like that. And it's something that I think elevates the film in a way uh-huh above what it could have been because it could have just been like a typical haunted house fair right yeah and it feels like they took that like theme mm-hmm. and just did something more with it definitely because i mean i love don't get me wrong i love haunted house films mm-hmm. but this is way different right and i think that it's made way different because of those fucking super eights oh no those are yeah that's you, what can't saved really, the day. you can't really you can't say enough about them, honestly yeah um i love him, yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway and i know it sounds bad but i'm glad that he's at least eating the kids and not just killing them and wasting them oh, you know what w- I mean?
1: wasting well i mean nay the world <laughs> yeah hunger uh,
0: I, he's the problem. feeding himself yeah i mean sustenance man right i i, I see Didn't you just tweet that Hannibal's food looked delicious on Hannibal? Listen, it looks delicious. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Your defense is just stating Uh, it again. It looks really good. But I guess that brings us (laughs) to ratings. As I said, the tension is fantastic. I love the idea of this film. I think it bridges two things I love a lot, which is true crime and supernatural horror films same and when you have that it feels like a match made in heaven a lot of the time mm-hmm. as he's deciphering this shit as he's watching these snuff films and also i think the coolest thing about it is that as he's watching them they kind of put you in his shoes yeah because you're like well fuck how would i yeah react if i found this in a new house this dude is trying to recapture something that he lost, which is a very relatable thing. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I've never been a super famous writer. You haven't? (laughs) Not yet. But, you know, so I mean, it's just, it's very interesting and very well done in that regard. Super eights are amazing. The music. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't get over that music. Uh, Ethan Hawke's performance.
1: Yeah. Very good.
0: I will say that I feel like his family kind of doesn't matter yeah well i
1: feel like they're gone most of the
0: time yeah i mean they they matter plot wise because you can't really have sinister without a family element right Right. but their characters kind of
1: like you don't care about them yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: and then the lack of chemistry between the parents is a little odd except when they argue and you're like that's why they were cast (laughs) but again you can miss me with those cliches Mm mm-hmm And the jump scares, but I do appreciate the subversion of a lot of the tropes. Yes. Leaving the house, you're like, thank you. And you're like, oh, not done. Yeah. And even worse, shit's about to come, (laughs) which I appreciate. But saying all that, just to say, out of 10 spooky super eights, I'm going to give Sinister 7.5 spooky super eights out of 10. The major reason for that is that I feel like this idea is so wholly original And the execution of it, just the super eights alone Mm -hmm. is so commendable and so awesome that I just, I can't, I can't give it any less than that. Yeah. But I will now open the floor to you.
1: Well, Hannibal's food does look delicious. (laughs) No, I agree with everything. Um, I was just, there are moments of this film that are just so fucking good Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I know that there's a pocket of people who really, really love this, but I feel like it's not really talked about a lot. Right. There was that, um, I can't remember the last few years, there was that thing where they hooked a bunch of people up to like pulse monitors and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, Mm -hmm. brain activity shit or whatever, (laughs) and showed them a bunch of horror movies and sinister was supposed to be the scariest physiologically, the scariest movie that the group saw. And I obviously it's not the scariest movie you've ever seen, but um, I feel like that has to be, due to that tension that they build that i just i'm a sucker for it right and uh the super eights the super eights the super eight <laughs> i can uh incredible ethan hawk incredible i again it's not perfect but i just really appreciated being given a unique story told in a new way and the ending isn't happy no the thing that you're afraid is going to happen fucking happens right and it's almost like it's because of his hubris mm-hmm. you knew that's why you got on the phone and you were about to call those cops yeah. and you were like nah but fame though Can- and then yeah. you did it kentucky
0: blood too
1: And yeah. <laughs> <Electric laughs> <Boogaloo. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> now look what it got you yeah. yeah so i mean it it says something there about greed and about mm-hmm, right. pride and whatever the fuck <laughs> 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 i i really enjoyed it so On a scale from one to ten spooky super eights, I give Sinister an eight out of ten. Wow. Wow. I really, they impressed me. Show me something new. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not asking for
2: much. Right. I'm
1: ZZ Top. I'm really not asking for much. (laughs) Show me something new. And they did. And, uh, yeah,
2: eight. All right. Well, I'm going to show you something new. (laughs) Oh, shit.
1: (laughs) It ain't a 7.5. It's not an eight.
2: So- I'm not even going to lie. I agree with everything both of you guys are saying.
1: But. And, well,
2: no, I think it, to me, it just a lot of the darkness took me out of it. And it was constant. I was like, God damn it, dude. I want to see what's happening. You know what <laughs> I mean? Or I want, you know, it's like, like you said, it doesn't matter. This house doesn't matter. You didn't need to live in a big house if you're, or a nice house if you're going to keep it dark all the time. I can't fucking <laughs> see anything. I don't know what's happening. <laughs>
0: I it mean, it doesn't matter where. Yeah. yeah, you
2: didn't need this big ass office with all these shelves and this. Ne- it's dark. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> do I? I can't see what's happening, dude. And uh, you know what I mean. It just uh, some of the times it was like, okay, w- w- what am I? What's happening? And that was it. And I was like, god damn, dude. But it is a good. It is a good movie. Um, I didn't. I didn't enjoy the jump scares. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It kind of took me. Like I said, it took it away. You know. Uh, I do enjoy the ending and I was like, yes, you know what uh-huh. I mean? It was like, go, hey, hit him again. You know what <laughs> I mean? Um, I do like that. I don't remember the second one. Uh,
1: Neither do I. I just remember not really caring for it. I was going right. to
0: say, and part of me wonders because, this film should be, in my view, held up like an Insidious to talk right. about. Yeah. It. But I wonder if because of how bad the sequel is, people oh. were just like, oh, never mind. Yeah,
1: It's that bad?
0: <laughs> I remember really not liking it.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't remember it at
0: all. Maybe we'll talk about it. We've but...
1: seen it, right? Once. Okay. And I remember being like, was as good as the first yeah. one. And then we put it on the <laughs> shelf again and never watched <laughs> it.
2: But I, I do enjoy it. And I I agree with... I like the story. And I... But like I said, it just... I felt like it kept taking me out so much. I mm-hmm. kept getting taken out with the jump scares and the, the oh, well, let's do this. or like You know what I mean? <laughs> or him just, oh, it's okay, baby. You know what I mean? We're we'll going to be fine. How much do you need to see before it's like, okay, let's go? You had to physically see this dude <laughs> come out of a fucking picture or like, a you know what I mean? Uh-huh. The projector and be like, it's me. <laughs> For you to be like, no, we got to go, baby. I He's made like, a mistake. And yeah. that's the line.
0: <laughs> you- <laughs> but he needed the fame and stuff.
2: No, uh, fuck you that. Per- uh, I no. think I
0: think that he in his head he was like, "Look, I'm fine unless he comes out yeah. <laughs> of the projector. In Which case I gotta, right. I
1: guess get them out of here."
0: Yeah. So
2: for Sinister on a scale from one to ten, spooky super eights, I'm gonna give Sinister six <laughs>
1: no. point eight. No, I, I, we can't. Eight, eight, it's a
0: eight, damn uh, seven. It, it yeah. is
2: now. It's right there. <laughs> I can't fully commit to the
0: seven. I cannot right, you stand know, you, I'll huh? seven, okay, I'll it, you. I'll give it a
2: 7. Thank you. Thank you the 7. I
0: was like I just, this it was, is unbelievable. Was like <laughs> this is unprecedented. <laughs> it
2: was just the jump scares. I didn't need it. The you telling me what's happening. I know what's happening. As we're watching, yeah. we know. I agree. You just showed me that. Or you just told me, are you? And then like you said, or oh, you made the good point. You me? said uh, uh about it being the nanny or was it you T? Oh, I you, was you, nice. you, yeah. you said if she was the nanny it would be the same thing. So then, why is it his wife? I,
1: I don't know. What is you know what I mean? Just give Again, me a little that's more. That's the thing. Is everything you're saying? I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's I, true. I think what it is is that we're just kind of waiting the exact same things differently. Yeah. Right. Right. Like. I love the Super 8s so much yeah. that I can look past some of the... A couple uh, of it. exactly yeah, a couple of dings. But JP's like, why is it so dark? Yeah. <laughs> I
2: can't fucking see. It was. And then, like I said, I didn't want to be all dickhead and be like, well, there's no speakers connected to that. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Because the music... But but I did. I was getting into the music when they mm-hmm. were showing the Super 8s, like the drums, the little tribal beats, and I it's, was like, no, man, was was incredible, like, shit really intense. Good. But then it's like, well, where did it come from, though? hmm
1: well, we don't even talk about that. Well, no.
2: because when he stops the projector, the music stops too.
0: Right. I don't know <laughs> enough about projection. I was never a projectionist. So I <laughs> but I will say the ending of the film perfectly demonstrates what's amazing and what's not so amazing about this film. Yes.
1: Yeah. It Excellent point. So it really it's, does. It's
0: encapsulated there.
1: You take the good, you take the bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sinister. <laughs> Well, that's all from us at Pod Mortem. What would you rate Sinister and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at The Pod Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at TravisMWH, at Blood and Smoke, and at RealStreeter84. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special thank you to our WendigoGitter patrons. And remember, while there's nothing wrong with wanting notoriety, there is a difference between fame and infamy. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned. We want to give a very special thank you to all of our Wendigo Getter patrons. Yay! Yay. (laughs) All together. (laughs) Special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Huisden, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M, Jordan Nash, Kenton Allison O'Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Nisa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Mandy, Jennifer Perez, Pepperoni Pierre, Jacob Tyler, Carissa, TJ Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, and Spooky Mom. Thank you all so much. Thank you, thank you, yes, thank you. Thank you so very, very much. Thank you all so much yes. for supporting us on Patreon. You are all too bagul for school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like that demon. Yeah, he
0: messed them up bad. Yes, thank you all. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's too dark. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> until next time.